With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rock and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Are you ready for war? Then bring it on. My craftmatic like a stripper. When it's out, you throw your cash at it. Hope I don't rat at it from the hash and grass at it. I spit in mad rapid like I took a bad package. You pay tolls of the drummer. Welcome, everybody, to the WWE Rundown. I'm your host, Troy. And joining me this week, he is back. The big stick himself. Jason is here. Jason, welcome. I want to thank the universe for running out of reasons for me to not be on this show. <laughs> Just wait, because that's about time that you'll have a rolling blackout tonight, and then we'll be done. <laughs> I had to actually watch this shit this week, so... Yeah. So yeah. how you... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so how you been, man? Uh, good, you know, living the, uh, living the life, still doing a lot of working from home, but... Uh, you know, other than that, baseball's on a little bit of hiatus. So uh, a couple of our friends are playing in a uh, the the big tournament down in Cooperstown this week. So we've been uh, just watching those games on the YouTube channels and you know, sort of satiating the uh, the withdrawal symptoms we've been going through. But uh, other than that, you know, pretty uh, pretty quiet run of time. Um, I did pull out some weeds from my front lawn today, so that was a thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to take some vacation in a couple weeks and nice. stay home. Not really, not really going anywhere. Just staying home. I'm not in the uh, mindset to be going anywhere at this particular point in time. But um, otherwise, like I said, pretty pretty calm. Although I did, uh, I know I've I've harped on uh, KFC issues in the past due to uh, lack of chicken and. Uh, <laughs> I know, that's actually a sentence I had to say. So Jackson and I went out for lunch today, and we were like, oh, we'll, we'll just grab KFC, right? So we pull up to KFC, right? Mm-hmm. And usually, I, I think I've mentioned this before, the, usually the reason we don't get there very often is because the line is like around the fucking corner by the time we get there at lunchtime. So we get there, and there's no fucking line. And Jackson's all excited because he doesn't get to have it very often. So he's like, oh, let's, let's go, let's go. Um, so we get in line, and we pull around. And I roll down the window to order, and on the sign, on on the little speaker where you order, is a sign that says, sorry, we're not open yet. What time is this? This is at 1 p.m., but the phrasing of the sign was almost like 
it was in response to a question I had asked. Like <laughs> I didn't I didn't talk to you previously, sign. This is <laughs> this is not a follow up question. Right. This is simply me trying to order food. So then Jackson's like, Well, we probably have enough time. Can we run to the one in the other town? It's like the other direction on the other, mm. the other the town on the other side of us. So now we have to go back through our town to the other town. So we get to um, this other KFC, and what we get there, like he wanted, he wanted chicken tenders. He wanted like a four piece chicken tender or three sure. piece chicken tender, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, how many how many pieces do your chicken tenders come in? Twelve. <laughs> That's it. You know what I mean? So tw- like, you know, like a lunch, like. Is like like an order or something? Nope, it's twelve, and it's wow. four dollars. Holy shit! That's two fucking dollars a tender. That's pretty fucking pricey, dude. You could anyway, you I'm could like, well, buy you, fucking... you could buy four chickens for two dollars. Right? <laughs> um, or you're um, so I look at Jackson I'm like, well, you're definitely not getting that. He's like, oh, I know. Um, so why don't we? So I'm like, well, what do you want? He's like, all right, I'll take a chicken sandwich. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I can add a chicken sandwich. Uh, we don't have any patties. Wow. Right. You don't have any chicken patties. Nope, no chicken patties. Okay. Uh, what's your second choice? I'll take popcorn chicken. Okay, fine. Do you have popcorn chicken? Yes, we have popcorn chicken. All right, cool. I'll take the popcorn chicken meal. Uh, what do you want with it? Fries. Okay, cool. What do you want to drink? Uh, he wanted, well, well, oh God, what did he ask for? Oh, pink lemonade. Oh, we don't have any pink lemonade right now. I'm like, why don't you give me a list of what you do have from which I can actually order stuff you can provide at lunchtime at a restaurant? I'm like, I'm just, what the fuck is going on with KFC these days? I never really have these problems at Burger King. One time they had no burgers, which I still, it still blows my mind. But, <laughs> Um, but it seems like a constant fucking issue at KFC. So if anybody out there works at the KFC and can provide any fucking insight as to what the hell's going on, please let me know because I am baffled. Uh, honestly, I'm baffled too. And I don't even live by you because I've, I've never had those, the amount of issues that you do for these two. Now that's not to say that we don't have, um, you know, restaurants up by us that have issues. But uh, listen, listen, listen. I have sat here and listened to your Taco Bell delivery on the fucking freight. But that wasn't Taco Bell, though. That was that was Uber Eats. Taco Bell. No, it was Uber Eats. Uber Eats. It was their driver. So it's 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 Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then I listened to your story about the burger place across the street that kept giving you coupons and giving you the wrong fucking food or whatever it was. Oh, that's true. Yep, that was Milwaukee Burger. Yep, that that one definitely You've happened. Had yeah. Just as many fucked up food stories on this show or on this network as I have, sir. I do. Yeah, but they're, they're scattered more than you. You seem to have. You seem to have found the two worst restaurants in the world because I don't think you've ever had a good experience at either of these two places. <laughs> of the ones that you've had. <laughs> Well, they uh, because they were so short on chicken, I ended up getting some Taco Bell, and I can guarantee you, I did not have a good experience following eating that. So yeah, that well, nice. you know what you get into with that. But uh, uh, other than that, yeah, Jackson and I have been just doing sort of the, the trying to get a little bit more in shape. We're doing some running every day, which I've always subscribed to the notion of uh, don't run unless someone's chasing you. But 
but you know he's uh he's moving on to next he's got one more year on the smaller little league fields and then he's moving on to the 90 foot diamond so i've been sort of getting on him that he needs to get more explosive and athletic and all that stuff so we've been working on that stuff a lot you know sort of off-season work stuff but uh, other than that been been hanging out with the family so good good uh Until you... fall ball starts in like three weeks and then i have no fucking free time again yep yeah we'll, we'll be prepared for it <laughs> uh so if you want every tuesday we go live on twitch twitch.tv slash run on wrestling uh you can be like fragilities that just followed us and uh you can follow us become a fan watch us we go live every time uh i am still working on trying to do some other things other than just our podcast episodes but my time also very limited as as it might it will be but uh, so we do have a uh, chat window too. Yes, we do. Yep. Uh, nothing's going on in there right now. We do have one. Not, nothing. Nothing yet. But I'm about to clean the cobwebs out, so we'll, we'll get on that. Um, I know you said KT's in there. What's up, KT? Good to see you. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Smathers hasn't figured out Switch yet, huh? No, but that's okay because he's he's a he's a loyal downloader of us, which is always great. It's... Which of course we're always available everywhere. Podcasts are available. So, um. We love you, Smathers. <laughs> Keep it hard, baby. There you go. Um, so we've we've been caught up on on our TV shows, other than uh, Animal Kingdom. We're still catching up on that. Uh, so we've we've taken the opportunity to watch a couple of movies. Okay. Um, so I watched. Uh, it's a movie from a couple of years ago, but it's called Tenet. Uh, it's okay. it's a uh, it sounds uh, familiar, but I don't think I've seen it. Made by Christopher Nolan. Uh, so it is bonkers um <laughs> but uh, how did you feel about the christopher nolan batman movies because that's a very polarizing topic loved them loved them okay but loved all three of them i know people give the I third think people either loved them or they hated them i i was sort yeah. of almost indifferent to them but mm-hmm. but at um, least it was no fucking affleck as as batman so you know he wasn't look he wasn't terrible those movies weren't good but he wasn't he wasn't as bad as everyone made it out to be he wasn't as good as he could have been but he wasn't as bad as everyone made it out to be i thought he was fine um the the nolan batman movies the first one i i enjoyed for it being a little different uh the yep. se- second one i thought was just tremendous uh and the third one i i really enjoy bane um the rest of the storyline of that is sort of fucking insane and not great um <clears throat> but those movies were largely about who Batman was fighting. They were they weren't they weren't real Batman movies. They were about who he was fighting, because <laughs> yeah. which is fine, you know. Um, yeah, I like I liked all three of those. Uh, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, actually. Uh, Inception, I love. Um, and uh, yeah, so Tenet, uh, which stars uh, John David um, Washington, uh, which as you're watching it, you're like, first of all, like this is a very attractive black dude. Uh, but as I was going along, uh, my wife had to, had to go up and get us some more water. So I was like, I'm like, where, where have I seen this guy before? And I look at his IMDB and it's like, oh yeah, he's a, he's a former, uh, running back for the St. Louis Rams. And oh, by the way, he's Denzel Washington's kid. And I was like, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. First of all, Denzel Washington has kids. And second, one of them is an actor and a really good one at that. So, um, Apparently, because I did a little deeper dive on it, because Denzel is not somebody that you really hear a lot about his personal life. Right. He's been married to the same woman since like 1983, which is like insane in Hollywood, you know? 
Um, so, so you say that I had that same conversation. For for as big a star as he is, mm-hmm. you know, up until very recently, you never heard anything about The Rock and who he was dating. True, very true. Yeah, he's the same kind of way. Yeah, uh, which which is fine. I mean, it's. A, I think when they don't date other famous people, it's sort of it, it's a little quieter on that front. Yeah, oh for sure. If you don't date Taylor Swift too, it's very quiet on that front. That helps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed that movie. It's definitely a movie I'll have to watch a second time because it's one of those kinds of movies where you're like, oh my god! Like by the end of it, you're like, there was so many callbacks to earlier in the movie, and you're like, this is insane. Uh, Robert Pattinson is in it. Um, I know Pattinson gets kind of a bad rap for the Twilight movies, but the best thing that guy ever did was admit that he was only there for the paycheck and his movies are trash. Uh, that made me respect him so much more because it's like, okay, because now when you watch him, you're like, he's actually a really good fucking actor. Like, yeah. it's a shame he was in those movies, but yeah, he, he's like, I made a fucking shit ton of money. I'm going to keep making a ton of money because they're going to keep playing those movies and I can just do whatever I want now. Uh, which is kind of what uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe has done, too, the guy who played Harry Potter. He's just like, I made my big nut, now I can just go and make fucking movies where people, like, bolt guns to my hands and I just fuck around, you know? <laughs> I mean, in reality, aren't we all just looking for a big nut? Yeah, of course. Uh, so that one I really enjoyed. Uh, then I watched the the new The Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, you were saying that in the host right? Yeah, so have you been able to watch it or no? I have not yet, no. Okay. Uh, obviously, I was going to keep it spoiler for anyways because this is a brand new movie. Um, it was the it was the first time that I felt like John Cena was a real actor. Okay. Because I've seen him do acting things before, but it's always been like a lot of comedy stuff, you know? He's, he's very good at the comedy, you know? Um but like you know, when when you watch some movies with him in it, you're like, okay, like he's funny, he's got good comedic timing, but like, can you do anything more? Like, you know, he was in that uh, what was that train record of that the movie where he had to go fuck a pig. And uh, I was um, gonna say <laughs> when he made me believe he actually wanted to fuck Amy Schumer. Exactly. Um, but again, I was like, I'm like, ah, yeah, he's just comedy. This here now, obviously, uh, made by James Gunn, the guy who made uh, Guardians of the Galaxy always likes to mix his comedy with like a lot of heart and a lot of like emotion stuff like that the suicide squad no different a lot of comedy to it but a lot of heart to it too and i i'm sitting there and i'm watching him i'm like i was like this dude is like emoting with his face like like showing different sides of him that i didn't know he could do um and i don't know if it's a if it's just a credit to james gunn's direction or if it is also like his acting ability, but I was like, I'm like, God damn, like Cena's really doing a good job. Plus, motherfucker stole the show in it, honestly, personally. That's my thoughts on it. Like he did such a good job in it. There's there's a lot of really good characters to it. But I was like, I'm like, man, like this this was really good. I really enjoyed it. I liked it better than the first one. See, I've always been hesitant with the DC movies. I haven't found myself enjoying a ton of those. Um didn't hate Aquaman. Sort of sort of was okay with that, but Short of that, you know. Sure. But that's just because Roman Reigns was in it. (laughs) Fair. Very fair. Um, Yeah, so... uh, I haven't seen Fast 9 yet. Have you seen that with John Cena? I haven't watched a Fast and the Furious movie since uh, um, uh, the the Tokyo Drift one, I think. So I'm I'm not... Okay. Yeah. I'm just... uh, Uh, it's, It's one of my guilty pleasures, so... 
plus plus you got those really funny memes that are <laughs> see the thing with that is i mean i've i've got a ton of movies i'll watch like that where where you just kind of turn your brain off and, and their action moves stuff like that for whatever reason just not really into that i don't know if it's I know it's weird being as like I'm a NASCAR fan. I'm not really a car guy, so like that doesn't really appeal to me. Of like, oh my god, look at this fucking souped-up car that they're driving and stuff like that. I'm not not really that. So that already kind of took me out of it. But also just like I was like, yeah, it's it's fine. But I most of the time I don't have enough time to watch a lot of movies, so I have to kind of be selective on it. And there's you know there's other genres I like more than that. But um, yeah. So welcome, uh, little stick. Um, you have that right. I'm standing again. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, that's pretty much been kind of my week. Is just uh, we we were catching up on on some shows and we were able to watch a couple movies. So which is always good. And I don't get to I don't get to really talk a lot about uh, about the movies I watch with anyone really. Um, if you're uh, if you're bored. Um, feel free. I, I didn't get talking shop mania one. No, and check no, that out. No, don't want to do that. That's, I think you could probably do that. <laughs> kill some time. No, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So other than that, I think, uh, I think that's all I really have for, for personal shit. Um, all right. So I guess we can kind of get into our next uh, adventure, um, which so I know you have a bunch of stuff you want to discuss, but before you get there, I just want to because this is something I forget to mention, and I do want to uh, give props. And we have at times uh, taken some some well deserved criticism directed towards Ring of Honor, but like I said, we, we I, I know people working there, and I have friends there, and certainly want the best for the company. It's certainly, I, it's hard to not think that they've taking a little bit of a step back from where they were a few years ago, but uh, lots of uh, men and women there working very, very hard. Plus they have Mandy Leone and God damn. Um, but uh, it was announced tonight that ring of honor, uh, which had ske- had been scheduled to have their death before dishonor pay-per-view uh, taking place in Florida, made the following announcement due to the recent COVID surge in Florida. ROH is moving the site of death by dishonor pay-per-view event Details to follow shortly. Your safety, health, and well-being remain our top priorities. Thank you for your continued patronage. And I have to say, Troy, and we've had this conversation before, of all the wrestling companies, I don't think anybody has handled this pandemic uh, better than Ring of Honor in terms of employee safety. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um it's it's kind of crazy that they've done as well as they have. Um, Impact didn't do too bad. I, I feel like they were they're they're the ones that that lasted the longest with not having a crowd when everyone else was yep. going back. Um, but yeah, for yeah. sure, they were definitely one of the ones who was like, "Hey, we're gonna shut everything down. You know, we're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna try to tape shut it. everything down. Pay everybody who was under contract mm-hmm. as though they were working." Uh, when they did start back up, they they literally and, I, and I've talked to people who were there literally had a bubble. Yeah, you had to test before you went in. You were you were you know seg- um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, segregated. No, not segregated. <laughs> well, I mean technically, but I was trying to avoid that word. Due to the <laughs> uh, sequestered yep. into your hotel, and uh, if you if you tested positive, you were you 
were told you could leave. You couldn't go in with the, yeah. uh, couldn't go in the thing, couldn't be in the show. That happened to Danhausen, I believe, showed up at the bubble, tested positive and had to leave. So, um, you know, they've, I, they've done a great job uh, in terms of protecting the talent as best they can through this. And uh, just the tip of the hat to them. Uh, and it sucks that, you know, they have to at the last minute sort of fly and find a new place for a pay-per-view because that's not an easy thing to do. Um, but hats off to them for putting the health and safety of their employees and their fans uh, above the profit or what's what's easy, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, N- NWA pretty much had, what, one person under contract and, and everyone else they just kind of like let go. And now are paying the price for it because all of their talent has left them pretty much. Uh, By the way, big Camille Brickhouse fan. Yeah. Big big mommy milkers. <laughs> you talking about her? I gotta say, I love the fact I was listening to last week's episode, and I love the fact that Sal like legitimately says, "I've never watched Camille wrestle a match," uh-huh. and then follows that up in the next breath by saying, "She's like the White Jade, but she can wrestle." Hmm. Well, how the fuck do you know she can wrestle if you've literally just told us you've never seen her wrestle? Uh, because somebody tweeted it at him. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, Big Mommy Milkers, uh, definitely a fan just by looking at her, because, you know. Boobies. Boobies. So. <laughs> Have a good night, Jackson. Uh, so, um, before we get into... Um, our news this week. I think it's time for what did Marty say? What? 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 Bro, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, man? Marty Pilsed. Marty Pilsed. You didn't just say that. You say that. The Rundown Wrestling Network would like to remind you that anything that Marty Jannetty has said or posted does not express... <laughs> I can't even fucking do it. Uh, does not directly reflect the yes. opinions of the Rundown Wrestling Network or any of its affiliates and is strictly the opinion and statement of Marty That Jannetty. is correct. Yes, uh, this is uh, for comedic purposes. Um, it, it is meant to point out that sometimes there are people... Born of a different time or a different geological location, and uh, they might say something. I think you meant geographical, but that's okay. yeah, yeah, maybe they're rock people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, uh, the rundown sit down's latest guest, Marty Gennetti, uh went ahead and posted this on his Facebook page. And I quote So, what had happened was. I had moved to New Orleans via a Pat Tanaka lie, but I finally admitted I have a problem. A sex addict. Went to a clinic there and ended up dating a sex counselor. Peep, though, <laughs> she was a pretty blonde... That's true. Peep, though, she was a pretty blonde with oversized tits. And when I walked up in her office room, her button-down blouse was unbuttoned way down. LOL. Now who was to blame there? And that's been <laughs> what did Marty post? <laughs> I love you, Marty. <laughs> Wish you had that one before you talked. To you me. know, I, w- I would have definitely asked about it. Like, so, uh, so buddy, uh, I'm making them dance. 
So, <laughs> any comments on that, or are we just going to keep uh, plowing through here? <laughs> I think we, much like Marty, I think we're going to keep plowing. Keep on plowing. So, um, <laughs> the big uh, news that we have to cover, of course, uh, comes in the form of a few more releases. Um, uh, during SmackDown, actually, there was 13 people that were announced as being released from NXT. Uh, like in the middle yes, of the show. in the middle of the show. Um, which I guess is good for them that they, didn't, they don't still have that like live ticker of tweet things, because that would have been really interesting. Um, but... Um, we now take you to this week's SmackDown Top 10. And, oh, no, we got to cross yep, that guy that's out. Sorry, uh, that's sorry. Moving on. Uh, so the uh, the people are as follows. Uh, Giant Zen, Zanzir. Zanzir. Uh, one of the performance center guys hadn't made it to TV yet. Uh, by his name, of course, he was a big motherfucker, like 6'7". Uh, Asher Hale, who most recently we talked about on surviving the last round of cuts that completely decimated the 205 Live roster. Uh, Zechariah Smith, who was another Performance Center guy who hadn't made it to TV yet. Desmond Troy, who most recently was a part of Apollo Crews. Yes, he was Denzel Desjarnet. Uh, but he was most recently with Apollo Crews for a little bit of time. Uh, Ari Sterling, uh, same with Asher Hale, was you know right there with with him in 205 Live. Uh, Stephen Smith, who was another of the PC guys who hadn't made it to TV yet. Kona Reeves, who was of course NXT's finest. Um, that one I think hit you the hardest. I, I cried too. I'm sure. Uh, so then we got to the guys that uh, were recently on TV, uh, starting with Leon Ruff, the former North American champion. I did not cry tears over that. Didn't think so. Jake Atlas. I mean, he's off to be a main eventer in AEW, so hard to feel bad, too bad for him at this point. He's got to no. Um, I always like Jake Atlas. I don't think he got the platform that he should have gotten on NXT to sort of develop and and create uh, that relationship with the audience. But uh, I do I do see the it factor with him, and I do expect. That at some point we're going to see him as a big yeah. star. Yeah. Uh, a member of the brand new Diamond Mind, Tyler Rust, was released. Yeah, what the fuck? That one I didn't get either because you you had him debut not too long ago, um, and and put him with Malcolm Bisquick, and then he kind of disappeared for a little bit, and then he comes back in the Diamond Mind. And you're like, oh sweet, they're actually going to fucking do some of them, and he was the Diamond in the Rust. So you're like, yeah, perfect, and then this. And I I don't understand it. Now, well, so that said, Ginger and I, and I, I think even you and I have had this conversation. He just looked like he's talented, mm. but he looked like generic wrestler number yeah. five. Like nothing about him stood out. He had a he he, he sort of looks like the guy who works at your local. He like at the trainer at your local wrestling school who did a couple shots on Impact back in the day. That's sort of what he reminds right. me of um, from a look perspective. And I think because of that, it, it's hard for him to stand out. And I sort of understand that maybe like, hey, they're looking at this guy. They're like, I don't see star in this guy. So uh, there's a limit to how much we're willing to invest in him, you know? Um, yeah. Um, the other three. Um 
Bronson Reed, another former. That one surprised me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, another former North American champion, a guy who like recently former, a guy who just recently was doing dark matches in advance of a call-up, and I think most of us saw the match with Adam Cole last week as his swan song to NXT. Spoiler, it mm-hmm. was. Uh, but I thought we thought that in terms of, like, okay, we're going to see him on the main roster next. And instead, we're going to see him, I don't know, on Impact or something. Yeah. Bobby Fish. We, You and I literally had this conversation last mm-hmm. week on NXT Rundown. Yep. Uh, that watching Bobby Fish, there's just not a lot there as a single right. guy. And he was the least compelling person in the UA split. Um, UE, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, UE split. And um, just I, that didn't shock me. And he's, he's on the older side of things. Yep. And if you don't have him teaming with one of the other you know, Undisputed Era guys, although who knows what the status of the Diamond Mine right. is. Maybe you could have brought back, you know, Fishing Rod and put Malcolm Bisquick with them, and then boom, all of a sudden you got a quality tag team again in NXT. But apparently that wasn't their plan. Yeah. So. Well, and and we've said it before that if you're not reliable, then then you're expendable. And Bobby Fish had a lot of injuries. Um, it's a shame, and these kind of things happen. But yeah, he was he seemed to be physically breaking down. Um, and the last person, somebody who is currently injured mercedes martinez this woman got an awful concussion Mm. because you put her in the ring with an unsafe worker who's repeatedly injured people and while she's convalescing and recovering from her concussion that was suffered because you put her in the ring Mm. with a dangerous reckless sloppy green worker and then you release her while she's recovering And I think it was it might have been you that mentioned it, and it was the best comparison was the, the Kelly Klein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who still, as far as I know, hasn't. Returned. No, she has not. No, nope. um, Kelly Klein and Jesse Sorensen. Uh, he got paralyzed by uh, Zima Ion. Not his fault. Um, and then impact. Oh, he's been back since then. Though. Yeah, yeah, he did return. Yep, he's he did. Yeah. yeah, but they released him while he was paralyzed. Right. And it's like, oh my, like, seriously, you have, you have to release him. You can't just pay him the rest of his contract and be like, sorry, buddy. Like, you know, it happened on our show, you know? So, um, the thing with Mercedes as well is I, I didn't see a, a huge feature for her as an in ring person, but I felt that she could have made that transition over to coach because she's got such a wealth of experience to her. You say that, but at the same time, there's, you know, depending on who you listen to, you have rumors that they're they're not, the PC is not long for existence well. either. <clears throat> so if that's the case, then there's really no reason to keep those guys around. Yeah. So, um, looking at this list, um, nothing really, of, of these people, none of them were currently in any big storylines or anything like that. This wasn't like an Aleister Black thing where they literally just started a, a storyline, you know? This wasn't like a Braun Strowman where he just came off a main event or anything like that, you know? Um, it, it sucks to say, but a lot of these people weren't even featured on NXT regularly. Um, so, for if, if you were just looking at these 13 people, and this was the only 13 people that were released this year, you wouldn't bat an eye. But obviously with the fact that it's been so many people 
in the past calendar year that have been released that it's just like like again we're do, we're doing this again we're we're shuffling off a, a ton of more talent and at this point um i don't know which would have been been better would have been better to do a hundred releases in one day or is it better to do this where you keep like slowly releasing them to uh to the world out there so for those listening at home since the start of 2020 Mm -hmm. here is the list because we posted this in our host thread so let's just run through it real quick uh in 2020 zelina vega akaman razar Rusev, Eric Rowan, Sarah Logan, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Maria Canales, Kane Velasquez, Zack Ryder, Primo, Epico, Mike Bennett, EC3, Leo Rush, Deanna Perrazzo, Cassius Ono, Kurt Hawkins, Heath Slater, Eric Young, Curtis Axel, No Way Jose, MJ Jenkins, Alexander, eh, Alexander Jasek, uh, Dash Wilder, Kurt Angle, Aiden English, Gerald Briscoe, Mike Rotunda, Mike Chioda, Yeffing, I have no idea. I have no yeffing idea who that is. Uh, Travis Banks, uh, Tino Sabatelli, Tay Conti, uh, Heath Slater, Sean Devari, Serena Deeb, Scott Dawson, Nick Ogilary, uh, Mohammed Fahim, Mars Wang, great fucking name, uh, Marco Gomes, Luke Harper, Legero, Killer Kelly, Kyrie Sane, Jack Gallagher, Jazzy Gabbert, Hussein Aldegal, uh, Fasile Curdy, uh, Edgar Lopez, Dan Matha, and Cesar Bononi. Now, that list, you look at it, and it's a lot of names. That's just 2020. We'll get to 21 in a second. That is a little bit misleading. So I was under the impression Jazzy Gabbard's contract simply expired and she didn't resign. That's the story I remember yes. there. Yeah. Um, and I think a couple of those guys fall into that category as well. Like, they, they no longer worked mm. there after 2020, but I don't think they were all released. <laughs> right. Um, there were also a few in there that were released due to um, things that came out in the speaking out movement. Right. So fuck that. That's good on them for letting yeah. those. Go. And there's also a couple of them uh, that, that were COVID releases too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, moving on to 2021 where we saw Bobby fish, Mercedes Martinez, Leon Ruff, Tyler Russ, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, giant Zangier, Stephen Smith, Desmond Troy, Rick Flair, Bray Wyatt, Chase Parker, Matt Mantell, Killian Day, Marina Shafir, Arturo Huas, Kurt Stallion, Sunil Singh, Samir Singh, Samoa Joe, Kalisto, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Tucker, Bo Dallas, Mojo Raleigh, Wesley Blake, Jessamyn Duke, Kavita Devi, Vanessa Bourne, Skylar Story, Ezra Judge, Alexander Wolf, Velveteen Dream, Braun Strowman, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, August Gray, fuck you, Aria Davari, Tony Nice, Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Santana Garrett, and the only person to appear <laughs> to get released in 2020 and 2021, Tino Sanchez. That's right. Yes, he was released twice. So, um,. Back-to-back years he got released. I can't wait for them to sign him in 2022. Right. So again, there's there's a couple of caveats there too. So now, if you if you look at um, there is a percentage of that list of guys that are guys and gals that are retired from wrestling now. They got released and they're done. You know, um, Bo Dallas being one of them. I know for sure. Akam and Razar are just gone. Like they're you know they've never showed up again. So there are a couple people where you're like, okay, well. Them being released and not continuing to pursue wrestling is like, yeah, they 
maybe there was a conversation. Who knows? I don't know. Um, this is the problem, though. I believe there's a there's a good chance Fandango's done. I don't know if we're going to see him. Yeah, Curtis there. Axel's done, clearly. He hasn't shown up anywhere else or anything of that. So, um, but but here's the thing, is that you can sit there and say, like, oh, you know, people, people bitch and moan about WWE hoarding talent, and now they're finally getting rid of anybody. It was like, okay, but them... Like, originally making the mistake of hoarding talent, and then now this is them rectifying that mistake, still doesn't st- change the fact that you made a mistake first, you made a mistake again with some of these guys. You know, yes, yes, there are some people on the, those lists where you're just like, that makes total sense, I understand that. But there are but there are plenty of other guys on our list where you're just like, why? Like, I, I don't get it, you know? Um, I mean, who on that list has gone on to become a megastar? I, yeah. this is this is kind of the I issue mean, though most of those guys have either popped up somewhere else or there are a few i will argue with i will argue all day with with august gray and we've mm-hmm. had that conversation on this show before i'll argue with skylar story for much the same reason ag i, I don't think she ever really yeah. got a shot i think she's a talented girl i think she's uh she's got a great look i think she's what a lot of what WWE looks for i don't think she got a chance to prove that um but a lot of these guys i mean Bray Wyatt, sure. I'll give you Bray Wyatt. I'll give you um, who else are we looking at? I'll give you Buddy Murphy. I will give you um, God. There was somebody else on this list that I was. Uh, I mean, Samoa Joe didn't make any sense. It makes less now. I'll give you Andrade if you really want to, although he hasn't really gone. Andrade on. hasn't been uh, hasn't been in a dynamite match. Hasn't been the impact player. He hasn't been a, been in a dynamite match in 32 days. So right. I don't think more than that actually. Yeah. But yeah. Two two. Three, almost three months on the roster, yeah. I think, and, and one match yep. on Dynamite against Matt yeah. Seidel. Um, and then, obviously, Aleister Black remains to be seen, but um, you know, right. he's, he's got that Cody yeah. rub now. So. But, I, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys were lower or mid-card to lower in WWE, and the other places that they went continue to be mid-carders. You know, you look at um, Matt Cardona. Like, He's the champion of GCW right now. Who gives a shit about GCW? Um, he's also the only person that went to Impact where they went. Not, nah, not, nah, nah, yeah. we're good. Uh, well, he's there again. Uh, no, yeah. he's not. Him, 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 and uh, um, they're in Impact again. You said no. no oh, you said you. No, that, that was the problem. You said Impact. You meant AEW. Yeah, yep. oh, totally, totally true. Yep. He showed up there, and from the the sound of it, it was like, oh, he signed a six match contract and then did two. And then they was gone. Um, yeah. No, no, we got. Well yeah, uh, if you look at Impact, like Madman Fulton has sort of like, but he's still a mid Carter. I mean, obviously the Good Brothers are are the tag team champions. Deanna Peraza is their their knockout champion, but I still say that she's not good, and her being the face of that division isn't good. <laughs> she's a good worker. She her her. Promos are good from a content yeah. standpoint. Her delivery right. as as a public speaker is has always been yeah. a problem. And you know, yeah. we talked about a lot of the other reasons we right. asked why she might have been mm-hmm. let out. But so. you look at Miro. Where is he right now? He's a mid card champion. Where was he before he got fired? He's a mid card champion. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm with you on that. I mean, there there really isn't. Anybody on that uh, in the past two years has been released that have gone on to even be a main eventer anywhere else. 
they've all been sort of mid-card and things of that. I mean, yes, Aleister Black main evented a Dynamite episode, but guess what? So did Dustin Rhodes. (laughs) So... And again, it's it's this is the first time. Like we, this is we, he's he's had one match, and we've seen this before with AEW is that they tend to do this where they bring a guy in, they throw him in a hot match, and then he flounders for a little bit, and then starts getting built up again. And the problem is, it continues to be in AEW is that the guys on top are the elite, and so everyone else. Sorry, I'm sorry. They are they are now the super yes. elite. And that's that's kind of the issue. Is like okay, well. What are your prospects over there? Because your your prospects right now in, in you know in other places are to come in and be a main eventer potentially, you know, or at least kind of be uh, up in the car there. Right now it's like, well, you're not going to take the belt off Kenny. If you're a tag team, you're not going to take the belt off the belts off the box, you know. And right now Miro is their TNT champion, but eh, you know. Um, I mean, I would just like to point out that in the since his arrival, Andrade has now worked. The same amount of matches on Dynamite as Juventud yes. Guerrero. And Nick Cage. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, there's that. Jesus fucking Christ. Yes. Rebby Hardy is pregnant again. Are you serious? It says num- she just popped out. It says number kid. five on her, on her Twitter right now. It's not a clown card. Uh, <laughs> fuck, it's a vagina. <laughs> Holy Jesus shit. Christ. Dude, just get off her, Matt. Like, stop, dude. <laughs> Have you ever heard of pulling Apparently out? Apparently not. Well, you know, he's got a lot of concussions, so. Jesus Fair Christ. Point. That's breaking news, by the way, on a rundown there. Ruby Hardy, cream pie again. Uh, so, <laughs> but it, uh, I mean, isn't there like a, isn't there like a cool down period after you have the first one, uh, after you have a kid where, it's like they typically tell you you should wait like two months so that way your your vajaj can heal a little bit. That's what I'm saying. It hasn't been that long. Uh, has it? Let me see. Plus, you figure they're not going to announce it publicly until she's what like two months. That's in, typically right? what you people do. Let's see. Um, yeah, it was July 14th was when they announced that they had another kid. And it is a month later. <laughs> stop, people. Stop it. There's got to be there. It's got to have been like they, they kept it secret, that kid, for a little bit. Because there's no way, right? Congratulations. But do you guys do anything else? Nice. Oh, that can't be the that can't be when they had that kid, right? You can't you can't get pregnant a month later, can you? The kid will be a month old tomorrow, is what they say. Jesus Christ, dude! How do you even wait? How do you even know? How can you even know? That's how can you I'm even saying. know? Like, like the the tests even like you have to be a couple of days late on on your period to be able to even get it. Then like, uh, sure, I guess. All right, good good for her. Like. That's what she wants to do now. That's cool on her. Uh, anyways, uh, enough about the echo chamber that is her vagina. That's got to be a hot dog in a hallway at this point, God, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I tell you. Um, that kind of derailed everything I was talking about. But 
Um, I wanted to I wanted to bring up you know we're talking about these releases, uh, not Matt Hardy's sperm into his wife anymore, um, but part of the part of the issue that we're starting to see is um, like the reporting side of things on the stuff because as soon as we got rid of a bunch of people, would that make it a hearty cream? Yes. Party? <laughs> Ain't no, no party like a hearty cream party. Um, turning around and claiming that like NXT was massacred by these cuts is just like, there's no journalistic integrity anymore. Because nobody that was anywhere on the card was releasing these. That's not massacre. They literally have 200 people at the performance center. Getting rid of 13 people that were either never used on the show or seldom used on the show is not massacring it. Okay. And then, like, then we got because again, as soon as one of these reports come out, it's like gospel. It's like the report came out as that Triple H is is no longer in charge of NXT, and they're 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 not allowing anyone to start. That's that's you know under that's over thirty years old and no more midgets. And and it's like it's snowballs to this point where it's like everyone just takes it as truth. And it's like I'm sorry, this is coming from the guy who said that Bronson Reed was high on Vince McMahon's list and he got fired. Yeah. But you're going to continue to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, even though he's constantly wrong on shit. And when it turns around that like triple H shows up on NXT in two months, you know, and you're just like, Oh yeah, that's, I, I guess he's still there. Huh? <laughs> you know, that'll blow over. And then you'll never hear a retraction of like, Nope, my sources were wrong. Or, or when the next PC class kind of turns out and it's like, this guy's 35, this guy's 36, this dude is 5 foot 11, you're like, oh, I guess I guess that report was wrong, too. Like, it's just, it's so ridiculous that this stuff happens that way. And it kind of made me want to bridge from that to the talk of Bray Wyatt, because the thing that we had heard since WrestleMania was Bray Wyatt's dealing with a lot of, he's got mental health issues that he's dealing with, that's why he's off TV. And that was, that was a report we kept getting. You know, then all of a sudden it was he he gets released on a Saturday by himself. And people are like, oh, well, uh, he asked for his release. It's it's mental health reasons. And then all of a sudden now it's like, oh, no, he's actually he's actually fine. He's got no mental health issues. He didn't ask for his release. He got got fired for budget reasons on a Saturday for God knows why. And he's actually free and clear. And he's and he's going to be coming back soon to something to, you know, he's, he's free. He's cleared to return to Russell. It's like what happened to the past four months of us hearing that this guy was dealing with the stuff. And like your story still doesn't add up because again, we talked about it when, when we talked about his release, you don't do budget cuts on a Saturday. Like, and if he, if he was a budget cut casualty, he would have been in these 13 people that got released. He would not have been a solo release by himself in the middle of the week like that, you know? But now, because, of course, everything's got a spin on it, and we've got to make sure that we, if he's going to show up in AEW, we got to pump him up. You know, now it's, oh, no, no, yeah, WWE completely fucked him over, you know? And that's the thing, it's like, we don't know. We have no fucking clue. But everyone's just going to run with it, and everyone's going to take it as gospel because these dirty writers turn around and go, Oh no! This is this is what my sources are telling me. We know that that fucking dipshit doesn't have any sources in WWE. 
that's clear at this point. And Ric Flair was one of his sources in WWE. He's gone. And the second that you had him saying, oh, Ric Flair didn't ask for his release, he got he got released. And then you had Ric Flair coming on being like, I asked for my release and I got released. That should have told you everything you need to know about the, about the fucking, about about this guy's reporting. These aren't journalists, all right? Half the... I just, my, one of my favorite things has been watching, you used to, used to big up uh, Sean Ross Sapp on this very network and watching his slow demise yeah. in your eyes in the last like week or two has been fantastic. I mean, it, am I wrong though? <laughs> no, he's definitely standing completely over. fucking 180 from where he was before because he was really good when you know he'd sit there and he would just list you off the releases then and be like, this this happened, it sucks, it's a, it's a shitty day. And he, then he would kind of move on. You're just like, that's that's the kind of reporting that I need. Is You don't need to fucking give your two cents and everything. You can just report it. You can just say flat out, these are, these are are this is what's going on. Or, the you know, but like now all of a sudden it's like, oh, now I got to put out my fucking clickbait article and, and try to get you to, to subscribe to Fightful Select so that way you can see the inside information even though it's just going to be posted on Reddit in an hour. And then you're going to sit there and like, oh, and it's like everything's a fucking spin to it now. And you're like, oh, my God, dude, just fucking stop, dude. And honestly, most of them are terrible at this point, because even even the ones that are kind of anti-AW go the opposite way then. And it's like, it's like, why can't why can't we just fucking report on the news? You know why? Because none of them. So the problem is not the concept of reporting on wrestling. The problem is, and this has been an issue with this business for years. The people who report on it want to be wine to yep. die. They want to mm-hmm. feel important. These are marks. These are people who grew up, the people who report on wrestling grew up mm-hmm. wrestling marks. They want to feel that they are a part of yeah. the business. They want to feel like they are inside the business. They're not going to be wrestlers. They know they're not going to be wrestlers. They want to be, a part of what's Mm -hmm. going on in the business that they they grew up watching. So what happens in that case is you got Tony Khan, who's more than happy to throw a quick little handy to these reporters. And as a result of that, they big Mm -hmm. up him all the time. And then you've got Vince McMahon who says, I don't have a fuck who you are. I'm not giving you seats. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to like, just fuck it. Fuck you. So who do you think they're going to write the nicer stories about? Right. I mean, it's not really rocket science, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and the 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 one dude um, that got kicked out of NXT under tapings for for posting yes, yeah from posting player. spoilers and was just like oh, I've been a loyal person for years. It's like you're sitting there posting spoilers and like taking pictures and posting like oh look here's Ridge Holland and it's like you just ruined a surprise asshole. You wouldn't do that shit for AW, you know. Nobody ever seen. And it's it. it's like I I've seen people be like oh well it's a it's a smaller company so they can keep a secret it's like uh, no that's bullshit. Impact spoilers get out yeah, much smaller. Exactly. Than AEW. Exactly. And that's that's the thing which is like like yeah by all means kick that motherfucker to the curb like you don't need him you're it, it's actually hurting because now people are going to sit there and be like oh cool and that's what happened on the show I don't need to watch it and guess what people didn't right. <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, but that that's the problem. And 
everyone uh, i know people are like uh, hated when we when when people will say like oh dave Meltzer's on the fucking payroll of AEW and stuff like that and so like yeah uh who was the person that continues to tweet out fucking promo codes for aw tickets uh, dave Meltzer. <laughs> you, you think that that's not something to be fair he tweets out pre-sale stuff for WWE too. on his show he was going to text somebody in AEW to figure out like a rules breakdown it's just like you're texting the you're texting the people that are in charge over there and that's awesome good now i'm on show again it's it's very clear with uh and the, uh, which is the, the more offensive part of that is like well, everybody's gonna think i'm fucking important yeah text texting somebody right from the company it's like you've literally i've sat on this show and i have told you about conflict within the EVPs in AEW. When did I start telling uh, you before about it? Before uh, it was released by certain people, not everybody. Probably a year and mm-hmm. a half ago. Cody just admitted it yes. on TV. He's admitted it on Sammy's vlog in the past. He's admitted it on BTE in joked vague right. references. When has it been reported by Meltzer? Oh, once. Sap, I think, mentioned it a while back. Briefly. Yes, happened. but he he hedges his bets on everything. He does. Uh, well, this person's reporting it. I can't verify it. Well, you're signal boosting it though. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, there's. I mean, we've we had this, obviously the talk about the the fist fight backstage that everybody knew about that never Weird. got mentioned by Mentor. Yeah. So I mean, he, he's shown his colors mm-hmm. at this point, and and it, you know what? Honestly, it's fine if a reporter wants to be a reporter for AEW. I have no issue with that. That's fine. Don't then portray yourself as an independent mm-hmm. fucking journalist, though. Right. That's all. You're you're an editorialist yeah. for AEW. That's fine. Be that. No problem. The uh the the second that you have people on the program shouting you out is the is the moment I lose any sort of respect for your credibility where you've got people sitting there, you got Brett Baker going, I want to, I hope I get five stars from Dave. Like that's where I'm just like, all right, now you, you clearly are, can no longer be impartial, you know, because clearly these are your friends. How about you care about what the fucking fans think? That's what the business is supposed to be. It's about, just, right? it's just amazing how many people will sit there and like post, Oh, these, this match got this many stars from the wrestling service. Like, well, what did you think of the match? But, <laughs> The thing is, is that it's not, and and I don't even blame the talent, Mm -hmm. because here's the thing. He knows, the talent knows that Dave, if they, if they let, like I just said, if they give Dave the handy, if they let Mm -hmm. him feel the love, he'll put them over to all of his listeners. And that increases their merch sales and their bookings. This is a fucking guy that used to sit front row at all the PWG shows and act like a fucking grade school kid at his first wrestling show, so much so that the Bucks went and made a fucking move named mm-hmm. after him. And who do you think brought the Bucks to national fucking yep. prominence? Oh, yeah. After they failed in multiple mm-hmm. promotions. Yeah. I mean, it's not a hard formula to figure out, folks. The fan, the wrestlers are not, they don't give a fuck right. about this guy. They're using him. And he's using them to feel important. Yep. Yeah. 
My favorite, so we've talked on the show, one of my old guilty pleasures TV-wise was the show Entourage, and I know how some people feel about that show, and that's fine, and I don't give a fuck. You like what you like, mm-hmm. I like what I like. But um, there was a scene where uh, Adrian Grenier's character had a movie about to come out. It was actually an Aquaman yep. movie, ironically enough. Um, and he was, there was a reviewer, and it was sort of this dude that lived in his mom's basement had a blog on the net, but had just had a ton of fucking followers. And it was like, well, you got to be nice to him because he can make or break your movie, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and then he got mad at him because he said mm-hmm. something. And then he's like, well, I'm going to bury your yeah. fucking movie. And then they had to go and it's like, oh, we'll fly you out to the set, and blah, blah, blah. And then I think ultimately they set him up with some porn stars to make sure. him happy. But, uh, but at the end of the day, that's sort of yeah. what this is. This is that same thing. It's it's not payola, but it's the it's it's like make me feel important, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and that's that's what they do. All these reporters, you make them feel important. Your product will become a lot greater in the eyes yeah. of the fans. And Tony Khan's not an idiot. I will give him credit. He figured this out, and it has worked greatly to his benefit. He has, um... He has made it so that there's so many uh, guys on his payroll or so many guys that are, are willing to take these handouts that he's trying to make it so that you hear about AEW so much that that's what you think about when you think about wrestling now, you know? Like, it's the be-all, end-all. It's like there's so many people, like, just talking about it on fucking Twitter and stuff like that, and the army of the fans there in the fucking stands are making it. Now, he doesn't seem to understand that... He's also probably leaving some money on the table there because, it, it, like we've talked about before, it alienates people who just want to be casual fans there because they're they are ma- they are made to feel bad about that, which isn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the same way where like uh, guys who are, are who are like Star Wars fans are like the hardcore ones that like if you don't know the extended universe, then like you're looked at as yeah. an idiot and like you're not a real fan. It's like well. I'm not a real fan by by their definition because I've only watched the main movies and the Mandalorian, you know, and it's like, and it's like, that's the kind of thing that you're getting with AEW is like, if you don't know, like the number of matches that, uh, uh, that Kylan King has been in and every single result of it, like you're not a real fan. And it's like, fuck you. But, uh, um, going back to shithead, just look at, at how things are with him and Andrade. Andrade called his ass out, and now oh. he hates him. He thinks that he's the worst wrestler ever. You know, the the Miz spent right. years calling out the dirt sheets and stuff like that, and they hate him. And it's like, and that right there is just like, oh yeah, look at that. Like every even when Miz does something really good, they they can't say anything about it. You know, Miz had a, a year, a year's worth of really good fucking promos and really good matches and stuff like that, and that whole year they just shit, shit on him the entire time just because of the fact that he wasn't nice to them. And it's like you don't have any journalistic integrity if you're doing that. If you're turning around and being like, "I don't like this guy because he he called me a name one time or something like that," then then you don't have fucking integrity, you know. And that's and that's from. I'm curious to see what happens with uh, Alistair Black because he also has famously called out uh, Meltzer and the dirt sheets, yep. as it were. Yeah. So, and Meltzer fired back at yep. him when he did. So I'm curious to see how he is portrayed going forward by, by right and that's going to be the big question because obviously uh he was in a match with cody so melcher's got to suck cody's dick so you weren't going to see that but i right. i imagine the first match that we get where it's it's uh, uh malakaliki leaky's match against some random person it'll be like uh one star it sucked 
And, and like I said, that's the thing that was like, I, I've talked about it before. I don't pay attention to movie reviews. I'd rather just watch a movie and, and figure out what I like about it myself, you know? And I don't, we are spending a lot of time on AEW on the WWE. Right yeah, now. well, you know, fuck this. it. Uh, we've we've got more to come to because it's like I got to talk about Platinum Ant Cam Max Caster. Um, but that's the thing is like I don't fucking listen to his star reviews because the fact that there is a joke about like five stars in a Tokyo Dome it means that it originated somewhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's like it's like I see it on like Cage Match, like the star ratings. It's like who gives a shit, like. It's like this. It's it's clout chasing. is what that is to me. Where it's just like, oh, okay. Well, you're gonna throw that on there. And it's like it's it's the same thing as like when the fucking DVDs have like, uh, it's a major hit from Roger Ebert. And it's like I don't give a fuck what that old prick has to say. Like I just want to I just want to watch the movie and know if it, uh, yeah, I'll I'll make a decision for myself if it was good or not. You know. Now, Mister Skin, you might take his influence for sure. But that, but that's because he, because that's the guy, because that guy just loves titties, dude, and like he's gonna tell you like it is. If if this move, if this movie's got some great titties in it, he's gonna tell you that. And you know what? I respect that. He's not sitting there being like, you know yeah. what? It had titties, but they were just okay. No, no, no. He doesn't have to editorialize. He's just like, does it have titties? Yes. Boom. That's all I need. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Speaking of titties, um, as we talk about how. Uh, people coming up through the WWE system have trouble getting a foothold, especially as they move from NXT to the main roster. Um, let's talk for a second about Tony Storm, because to me, this is another one where several weeks we see vignettes for yeah. Tony Storm. She's arriving on SmackDown. They pulled her out of the middle of a storyline on NXT to bring her up. Didn't just ran vignettes for a couple weeks. Okay, great. Debuting next week. Okay, cool. So she debuts. She gets the win. Then two fucking weeks, we don't see her in a row. Now, maybe she'll be on next this week. Who knows? But for everyone saying that the roster, all these cuts are ridiculous, blah, 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 you have to recognize that the roster is so bloated that these guys that come up, they don't have any right. TV time. And she's the latest victim of that. And then when she's not on for three, four weeks, and then she comes back and the fans are apathetic because they haven't had any reason mm-hmm. to cheer for her. Yeah. Then what happens to her? It's all, well, you just can't connect with the fans. Well, whose fucking fault is it? Tony. I mean, let's be real. And, and here's the bigger problem with that, is that we talk about the roster being bloated, but the, the issue is the people at the top haven't changed in two right. decades. It's still Randy Orton. It's still John mm-hmm. Cena. I mean, we've added Drew McIntyre. It's still Brock Lesnar. It's still... Brock Lesnar's um, not currently employed by them. You know what I mean, though. As yeah. soon as he comes back, he's in the main event. Yeah, it's it's just... There's, there's very little... Lashley's made his way to the top, but he's been around the company for the better part of two decades yeah. now, right? I mean, he's main evented or co-main evented at WrestleMania at one point. Yeah, Drew McIntyre, I'll give you. He's sort of the newest of the new stars they've created. But, I mean, for the most part, it's the same mm-hmm. group. Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, they've all been at the top. I mean, when was the last pay-per-view that didn't have Sasha, Bailey, or uh, Charlotte in the, t- in the title match? That's a good question. Or yeah. Becky. Or the four horsewomen. 
but but meanwhile we've got Tony Storm, we've got Dakota Kai, we've got Candice LeRae, we've got Io Shirai, all these women being wasted. I mean, Io Shirai is being absolutely wasted in this stupid tag team with Zoe right. Stark in NXT. Yep. Why is she not up there? Why has Asuka not been on TV in, in God knows how long at this point? Yeah, I hear you. Why can we not give Zelina Vega or Liv Morgan a push? Why can they not be on a pay-per-view card? Why? Why do we do this to ourselves? And, and, and Bailey gets hurt. And, and Bianca needs an opponent. And who do we do? The same person she faced at WrestleMania comes back, and that's who she's going to yeah. face at SummerSlam. Yep, I hear you. <sighs> so you want to know what the big problem is? The big problem isn't that they they don't know how to develop stars. It's that they're apathetic to the notion of doing so because to, re- to create a new star means they would have to replace one right. of their stars. And look, I, I'm a big fan of what Matt Riddle does as a character. Personal things notwithstanding, I, you know, who knows what's going on with that. You know, everyone has their mm-hmm. opinions, that's fine. I'm talking about the character on TV. He's, he's entertaining yep. to me. I just watched an entire episode of Monday Night Raw that was three hours, essentially, almost entirely centered around Randy Orton yep. and Matt Riddle. From the opener to the closer to 17 skits mm-hmm. in between. That's way too much. I mean, I understand you want to build to a match at SummerSlam, and that's fine. You can do that in one yeah. segment. That's not a hot enough story to be the entire focal point. And then I watched Drew McIntyre in the last few weeks when I have watched do a fucking angle revolving around will he or won't he fucking shank Jinder, Jinder Mahal with yeah. his sword. Like, that's where we're at. This company no longer cares about compelling characters or stories. They care about, are you paying your money to Peacock for the WWE Network so that we can sell our content and license our, our our rights to Peacock? We can sell our advertising time. We can get our TV deals from USA and Fox. That's what we care about. Because the only way this shit changes is if the fans speak with their wallets and turn the fucking shit off. And now, even though you can do that, and this is a smart move on their part by going to Peacock, there's enough other stuff there that you might want a Peacock membership. Mm -hmm. Or there's enough stuff there that might draw somebody to get a Peacock membership. They can't tell if they're getting a membership because of the WWE Network or because of Peacock. This is not like when it was the WWE Network, where if you were pissed, you could cancel your WWE Network subscription and it would hurt their bottom line. Canceling your Peacock subscription doesn't hurt their bottom line anymore. So they have less of a fucking reason to care. They also have less of a reason to care about the pay-per-views. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's why the content has gone down. It doesn't It's why we keep getting random random title matches on Raw and SmackDown, too. Right. Because, yeah, because... And this is why people, people keep comparing AEW to WWE. You're comparing apples to oranges. One is in a content distribution yeah. business. The other is in a wrestling company mm-hmm. business. Two different focal yeah. points. What matters and what's important to the people in charge of those two companies are two completely different right. things. Yeah, AEW largely drives towards these big matches at the pay-per-view, which is how it used to be with WWE, too, is everything everything came to a head at the, at the pay-per-view, which is why which is how it, it is how it should be. be. And now you've got it where... Feuds 
go far past the pay-per-views because those don't make WWE any money anymore. They've already made their nut on it. And then they'll just randomly end on a random episode of Raw or something like that or or go far too long than they should. Well, and it goes back to the WWE Network because once you get to the WWE Network, you no longer, for the sustainability of your business, need to sell a $50 pay-per-view mm-hmm. to people. You don't have to convince people to plunk down 50 bucks to yeah. watch your shit. AEW mm-hmm. still does. So those storylines and those matches have to be compelling and interesting and exciting to yeah. their audience. WWE doesn't have to do it's, that anymore. It's also, I hate to say it, but it's also the reason why they're going to turn around and make Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Because the people that are that don't watch every week are going to look at that and be like, oh, I remember that guy. And they might actually watch it. Like you know, instead of... I feel like that's another Meltzer misdirection, though, honestly. Because they've kept Hangman Page hanging around the elite yeah. the last couple of weeks, even we'll after see. they lost that. But here, so. here's, here's the, um, to, to piggyback off, off of you, here's the SummerSlam card so far, right? Sheamus versus Dam- Damien Priest. Look, I like Sheamus. Sheamus continues to have good matches. But does he need to have the title anymore? I'm fine with that if the, if it's a vehicle to, to build Damian Priest right. as a new champion. All I'm right. fine with that. My problem with that is here's an entirely new program that we've never seen before, so we put them in the ring yes. together already. We've already yep. seen them wrestle. Uh, Edge versus Seth Rollins. I'm yeah. there for that. Yeah. I want to see that. Bianca Bear versus Sasha Banks. I, I still like yeah. the match. I mean, I, I'd, I'd like something fresh yep. and new, but I, I still like the uh, match. The Usos versus the Mysterios. Which has happened three times on the already. We could have built another brand new tag team, but instead, eh, who says? Uh, Bobby Lashley right. versus Goldberg, which nobody wants. Um, oh, for the record, if we got Usos versus Street Profits in a program for SummerSlam, I'd be all yeah. happy about that. The, the the problem with the the match is Dominic. <laughs> Sorry to say it. He's he's. He's not terrible, but he's going to continue to be the worst person in any, any tag team match between those, you know, those guys. Um, Roman Reigns versus John Cena, obviously. Uh, and then we we crown a brand new champion, Nikki Ash or Nikki Ash, and which is another thing. Let me just vent on this for a second. Can we just stop with Ash all the time? Can we just call her right. Nikki Ash? Can we please just do that? Because Ash is getting really fucking annoying at this right. point. Um. But she gets a triple threat match with Charlotte Flair and Ray Ripley. So we still have to have... We, we could have had Nikki versus Rhea and actually had two new people in a singles match in a title feud with it. We still got to put Charlotte in there. And that's not a knock on Charlotte, because Charlotte is great. Nope. But it is a knock on the fact that like she doesn't need to be there again. You know? Also, on a tangent for, for Nikki Ace, get her some fucking merch. What yeah. what women's champion doesn't have any merch? This character's been around now for what two months, and you don't have any any fucking merchandise for the kids that are loving this character to actually wear. Why? No, she's getting booed out of the building. Yeah, nobody believes that shit other than the fucking Meltzer army. That shit's <laughs> that shit is fucking stupid. And that's that goes back again to my point of like. This this like reporting and like signal boosting of dumb shit that's not actually true just because it fits your fucking narrative. So of that SummerSlam card, how many of those matches are like first time matches? Uh, Edge and Rollins. Yep. Lashley and Goldberg. 
Yeah. I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> so a goal, another Goldberg match that nobody cares about. So the only match that's a first-time match that anyone is cares Rollins. about is Seth yep. Rollins and Edge. And I... There's and, your problem. There's That's the crux of your problem yep. right there. I remember growing up, SummerSlam was always a huge fucking event, and I used to look forward to it every fucking year because I got matches I didn't see any time during yep. the year. I got to see Bret Hart elevated to the Intercontinental title when he beat Mr. Perfect. I got to see fucking uh, Ultimate Warrior defeat Honky Tonk Man for the Intercontinental title out of nowhere. I got to see Texas Tornado beat Mr. Perfect for, for the Intercontinental title. I got like I got to see so many cool things at SummerSlams for the first time. That doesn't exist anymore. You get three hours of fucking TV to fill. You got a roster full of fucking talent just mm-hmm. dying for an opportunity to go out there. And say what you want. And we have shit on AEW in the past for having all these guys sit in catering and stuff, but they move their talent around. You you sit there and you say, well, fucking Miro versus Lee Johnson. Who the fuck wants to see that? But Lee Johnson got TV right. time on Dynamite. They they gave him a chance. They put him out there. They said, let's see what you can do, yeah. kid. So They do that with Jungle Boy. They do that with Luchasaurus. They do that with everybody. Everybody yeah. gets a turn at some point. Now, they may not be consistently on there, but they all get a turn to see if they can do something and attach right. to the fan base. Meanwhile... But they have the same problem. You got fucking Jericho out there every week. You got Omega out there every week. There's only so many minutes in a two-hour broadcast. If you've got 20 minutes tied up in a, in a Kenny Omega segment and another 15 tied up in a Chris Jericho segment, well, there's 35 minutes. Take away advertising on a two-hour show. You got what? Maybe an hour and. And 30 you definitely, minutes? you, you definitely have to have 30 minutes for Cody Rhodes to talk about the injustice in the world. Right. Well, you now have an hour left for everybody else. That's why we sit there and we talk about the, the number of, of days people have gone without being on Dynamite and being in matches on Dynamite. And you're just, yeah. But um, go, going back to what made, sorry, what, what made NXT successful to me as a fan when I first started watching mm-hmm. NXT was that it was on the WWE Network. It was an hour long every week. And I never saw week to week the same yeah. talent. Every week they would rotate talent through. So they would keep the storylines fresh. But I wouldn't see, uh, you know, Adrian mm. Neville every week. I wouldn't see Sami Zayn every week. I wouldn't see Enzo and Cass every week. So when I did see them, it was fucking cool and it was special and it was something I didn't see yeah. all the time. Part of the, I I watch I watch Raw. I see the same yeah. characters multiple times every single mm-hmm. fucking week. Part of it, uh, and then you wonder right, and, and part of the issue that I've seen though is is uh, is the opposite of that as well, where it's like. I've I've seen people complaining about the fact that the past two weeks John Cena has been advertised for being there and not been on on TV. It's like good, yeah, good, why? No, no, good, not good, good. No, he's your special attraction. Then you should you keep him be as there. a special attraction. He's not on every week then. Exactly, he's gonna go away right after SummerSlam. We're gonna have a long period of time where we're not gonna see him. Utilize him while it's special. Then it'll be gone. Fair enough. So. Not booked so far. But the biggest fucking thing for me, hold on, because I want to talk about this, because this pissed me off, right? And I know you have a lot of stuff you want to get to, and I keep interrupting you, but I haven't been on the show in months, so I want to talk about the show. Um, We talked about the Randy Orton and Matt Riddle thing, the the constant thread running through Raw. You know what the biggest fucking problem I had with that was? We opened the show with Randy Orton telling Matt Riddle, I don't know why you think we're still a tag team. 
It's over. We're not a tag team anymore. Did you catch the fact that he's telling him this yes. while wearing an RK Bro yes. sweatshirt? How about we think about this just to put the tiniest fucking little bit of thought into right. this segment, people? Yeah, that's a good good points. Yeah. All right, so not booked for SummerSlam so far, AJ Styles. Uh, because he's being used in a tag team because we hate everything. They need to put Styles and Omos against... Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali, sorry, and put the title on those two guys because those guys are your future. No, they're not. They're gonna be released <laughs> in a month. Um, the Mi- Mansoor will stick around because they'll still want to star for when they go to Saudi Arabia. Uh, the and it's sad to say that, but it's the reality of the situation. The Miz, Mace, Lynn Siderato, Kofi Kingston, Keith Lee, John Morrison, Jinder Mahal. Uh, Jeff Hardy, Jackson Riker, who gives a shit? The Viking Raiders, Umberto. John Morrison. There's another fucking thing. Let's talk about that from this week. Okay. I, I'm a fan of The Miz. And I know some people have their feelings about him. Mm-hmm. fine. Fuck it. I like The Miz. I give the guy credit. He's, he's talented. He can go out. He can put on a credible match with pretty much anybody. Uh, it's not going to be five stars in the Tokyo Dome. It's not going to blow anybody's dick off, but it'll be a solid, yes. serviceable, legitimate yep. match. He can cut a really good promo to sell a match. Morrison is incredible in the ring. The two of them are a net negative when they are yes. together. They make each other seem less than. They are absolute mid-card juvenile acts that nobody cares about when they mm-hmm. are a unit. If you separate them, they are better. The The parts are better than the sum of the mm-hmm. whole. You get Miz out there with Maurice, speaking of holes, there's a uh, much better, much better product and presentation. It just, I watch this and it's like... They're egging each other on to be more and more juvenile, which is making them less and less interesting and less right. compelling. And if John was here, he'd, he'd probably, I, I would only assume, agree with me. <laughs> Except about maybe any of the yes, things. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so while I was, uh, while I was looking um, to, to see some things, where's Asuka? I said that yeah. five minutes ago. But uh, we can get, uh, you know, everyone else. Uh, all these, we we got we to push Eva Marie around there. And, and I, I'm I look, obviously. Maybe she's in jail with Buddy Murphy. I mean, yes, Eva Marie brings Dewdrop along with her, which is great. But, like, Mia Yim, another person who's just nowhere to be. Shayna Baszler is stuck in the stupid Nia Jax bullshit. Hasn't nope, even been hasn't on. even been on. Uh, sh- where was Keith Lee this week after he beat Cameron yep. Cross last Shotzi week? and Tegan debuted, and they still not really fucking used. Tegan was Tegan on. Tegan was on. Was she, was she in a match, though? Yeah, she was. Oh, yes, she was. Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yep, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Um, one of the things, and, and uh, I guess it's a slight spoiler for NXT, but Gigi Dolan finally got another match. <laughs> Which is, uh, I, 
which is again, well, of course not. You're here, <laughs> but that's at least that's at least me. When when I see some of that, I'm like, okay, here we go. Now we're now we're starting to use some of the people that we have down there and and NXT. That you know, I mean, the the people that were on tonight, Boa. I did see Saray try to kill Dakota. Of course, Kai yeah. Saray got a match. Jesus Owen, Amari Miller, Boa, uh, Ilya Dragunov. I mean, they there's they actually used some people that haven't been on recently, or. So when I left off, Ilya Dragunov was just challenging Pete Dunne to a match later on tonight, and I was fully erect. More about that on Thursday, I guess. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> we've we've talked about it before about the fact that like we don't need to see these guys every week and i know and i know that people will sit there and like if look, randy orton was off tv for a while and instantly people were just like where's randy is he okay is he hurt did he quit like fucking the, you're part of the problem like <laughs> we don't need to see him every week we've seen him for the past 13 years almost every week when the fiend was on every every mm-hmm. so often, it was the most over that character right. ever was. And then when they started doing shit with the fiend every week, people yep. got bored of it. People in this country have short attention yep. spans. You have to constantly stimulate yep. them. And if and if it's just the same thing all the time, they're gonna get bored right. very quickly. And and part of that is now happening with Alexa Bliss because she's on every week. Uh, and plus, plus her. Well, part of that's due to Mickey James. Yeah, well, Mickey James is a bitch. Um, part of it also is the fact that she's carrying around a fucking doll that winks and giggles and shit like that, and that's just dumb. But she's getting overexposed now because her her well, yeah, but her character is not great, and so it's it's affecting that. Now apparently we have to sit through uh, a rebranding of Elias because. He burned his guitar, and I guess he says Elias is done, so God knows what that's going to be now. And it's like... We let go. We let go of Samoa Joe. We we let go of mm-hmm. AG. We let go of Aleister Black. We let go of Andrade, so we could keep yep. Elias. So that we could keep Jackson. Who now is gone? Who's gone again? So, <laughs> so what the fuck are we doing? Like, it's not a case of I don't need all these guys I like right. to be pushed. I some of the IWC needs to get over that concept. Like, not everybody's going to be mm-hmm. a main eventer, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with everybody being a main yeah. eventer, with everybody mm-hmm. not being a main eventer. The, the, some of the greatest talents in the world. Rick Rude never held the WWE yep. Championship. Kurt Hennig never held the WWE mm-hmm. Championship, and those guys yeah. are great. Fantastic. Look at, look at uh, Scott Hall. He was in two fucking companies and never hired, never had either of the top belts. He was uh, he was always around right. the midcard, but he was always really good. Yeah. Booker T was never WWE champion. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was WCW's champion and then was the world champion. Yeah, world but he was never WWE. WWE. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was not. <sighs> and there's the but <laughs> it's okay. But my problem is not that everybody's not a main eventer. My problem is we're getting rid of all the people that can put on exciting, compelling, interesting matches and stories and leaving the people who don't do any of those things. And the other thing, too, is, look, I like Baron Corbin. I like where his character is going right now. 
Why the fuck was he on Raw? Nope, no idea. <laughs> no reason for it whatsoever. And it's like, that takes away another spot from somebody else, you know? Look, I, I may get heat for this, but why the fuck is Jinder Mahal on my TV every week at this point? <sighs> the biggest question is, why does Jinder Mahal always have lackeys that are less impressive than him? Why does he always have muscle that is nowhere near as jacked as he is? Well, it's sort of like how the you know the the prettiest girl in high school always hangs out with yeah. the bigger girls because you know they make guess. Them better. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on that too. Like, Jinder Mahal is such a slut. Jinder, he's never been compelling to me. I watching him back in in 2012 in NXT, I was like, this guy hasn't really changed. In like the fucking almost ten years since he debuted. But part of that, dude, is this company doesn't want characters yeah. to change. They're so tied into their marketing and branding. They they need John Cena to show up in jean shorts. This guy's a Hollywood fucking mm-hmm. star. Put on the fruity pebbles shirt, put on the jean shorts, run out and hold up the towel, because that's what John Cena on WWE yeah. TV does. I mean, I hear you on that. Um Nobody's character changes. Hell, they barely ever change their gear anymore. I remember it used to be like a cool thing. It was like you watch pay-per-view and see what kind of cool new gear people would debut mm-hmm. on the pay-per-view. Other than Never other than anymore. WrestleMania, which still remains like the WWE prom where everyone has new gear. Yeah, it's it's mostly Yeah. Because you gotta you gotta wear the same gear as your action figure yeah. all the time because we've got a marketing deal tied into Hasbro. It's been or whoever, Mattel or And we've heard it before because you know, Paige talked about the fact that she couldn't get a lot of the tattoos that she wanted because they're like, nope, you can't do that right now. We've got, you know, the, this, we've got the WWE video games coming out and your character model has to match. And they couldn't. It was. And Chelsea Green has to be the only woman in the history of this company who wanted to get big fake titties. And they were like, no, <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. So that, that was funny too, where it's just like, I was thinking of myself, I'm like, did they ever use her consistently enough for for them to turn around and tell her, no, you, you can't take some time off to fucking heal up from fake titties? Um, and when have they ever shied away from their female performers getting We had the titties? Iconics. They both went away for a little bit and got them. And huh. so, um, obviously, it's a good segue for a way to Chelsea Green and her big fake titties, but Chelsea Green has kind of gone off the deep end <laughs> and a little, a little bit, bit a little bit, a little bit. um so it, it sort of started after after her release she started to come out with all of this like i pitched pitched this and they turned me down and i pitched this and like every, every one of her pitches i was like yeah i turned it down too they, it wasn't good <laughs> she's like i pitched being sister abigail it's like well yeah they decided they didn't want that to be an actual character like if somebody else showed up at it i would totally be like okay i, I get it you're a little upset about that but no one ever did for a reason <laughs> you know whoever whomever it is because somebody mm-hmm. will whomever gets the very first post wwe podcast with Bray yeah. wyatt i want them to ask what the original plan was for that tlc match with pumpkin demon finn balor versus sister yeah. abigail I want to know what the plan was, for the, like, which was Bray Wyatt and Drag, for yep. anybody who doesn't remember. I want to know what the fucking plan for that match was. Yeah. I want to hear Bray's story on how that mm-hmm. came about. So we had, yeah, so she she's she's first started doing a lot of that, where she's just like, oh, they fucked me over, like they would never listen to me, they never gave me a chance, stuff like that. And then it was like, 
it sort of turned into her. We obviously talked about the whole like her instantly being like, "Come on, Bray White, come join me." It's like, but you don't even have a fucking contract with anybody. <laughs> but then it was like, "Oh, I'm not injury prone," and no, there's nothing wrong with my wrist. Oh, I broke my wrist. And then it was like, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, the problem with my wrist was the fact that my body was rejecting the metal implants, and so the, the that's why I kept breaking like that. It's like, okay, so there definitely was something wrong with your wrist, <laughs> clearly. But th- now it's gotten to the point where it's just like, she's turning around and, yeah, she's talking about, like, oh, I was going to sneak off and get them without their knowledge. And it's just like, I think, one, they would figure that out pretty quickly. And two, like... So you're, because of the fact you couldn't get your way, your idea was to then just break company protocol and rules? Like, it's not a great look for you, lady. Um, Yeah, she definitely has gone a bit off of it. And a a lot of the things that have been coming out of her mouth is just like, okay, lady, like, I can see why your taste in men isn't great, because you're a little nuts. Um, Yeah. So, um, the only other thing that I really had was the Max Caster stuff. Um, again, we, I, so, so before, go ahead, before you get into that, I have, I have something, but go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, we again have the, um, the dueling dirt sheet writers reporting different things on it. Um, uh, but go ahead and say what you're going to say, and then we'll get into it. So I have not been on this show mm-hmm. in a while, so I haven't had the chance to make this, this, Bold proclamation, if you will. You ran down that uh-huh. SummerSlam card. There are some matches that I am actually genuinely interested in watching. Yep. And I am actually genuinely interested in watching SummerSlam mm-hmm. this year. Despite their best efforts to make me not <laughs> give a fuck. I am genuinely yeah. interested in watching. But I feel like it's going to be sort of a, a turning point, one way okay. or the other. Either it's going to be really good and they're going to really get me and I'm going to be like, all right, this is what I wanted to see. Or they're going to completely shit the bed with this thing and I'm going to be done. Like I'm at the point where this product no longer entertains me. And I will be critical of AEW when I think it's warranted, but they're putting on a much more compelling product to me. They're 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 putting on storylines regularly. And if we are truly, and who knows, we'll have to wait and see, but if we are truly at a point of renaissance for NXT where it's going to stop being what it was that that made me like it, and I've already started to see that worm has been turning for a while, and Ginger and I have been calling it out for a while on NXT Mm -hmm. Rundown. If those things actually come to fruition and this product continues, like, I'm just going to become an AEW guy. I won't be a stan. I'm never going to be a stan. Because I'm too willing to call people out <laughs> yeah. on the bullshit. But I will absolutely become, that will become my product that I, yeah. that I consume. But it, people saying that, like, oh, NXT is going to go back to the way it once was, it's like, is that a bad thing? Because we liked it better before. <laughs> so if it goes back to what we liked better, but. It depends yeah. on what it goes back to. How far back. Right. If it goes back to, to like, uh, fucking uh, Juice Robinson being a, a featured performer, then yeah, no, yeah. I'm good. Like I've I've watched those old episodes and they were they. If we go back to FCW, yeah. then no, I don't give a shit. If we go back to like big fucking jacked up guys that can't wrestle because Vince sees star potential uh, in them, I'm, right. I'm not there for that. If we see, but but the other thing that's sort of hurt NXT is same same thing that's hurt WWE, and I, we've sort of talked about it on the show in the past. For those who don't listen, uh, WWE NXT rundown every Thursday right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. <laughs> um, we talk about this a lot. 
the thing that used to make NXT great was that they constantly turned over the top of the right. card. You would have your heavyweight champion would have a nice little run with the title, and then he would drop the title and he would leave, go to WWE, and somebody else would become the next big top guy. So, I mean, this goes way back. I mean, Neville had the title, dropped it to Sammy. Sammy stuck around for a while, but for the most part was a jobber after he dropped. Not a jobber, but he was an enhancement guy. He brought in Nakamura. He was the guy they used when they wanted to get people over, new people over. But he dropped the title to Owens. Owens held it for a nice long run. Owens dropped the title to Balor. Balor held it for a nice long run. Then he left. He dropped it to Joe. Joe dropped it to Nakamura. Nakamura dropped it to Rude. Rude dropped it to, was it McIntyre? Uh, McIntyre to Andrade, Andrade to Alistair. We were constantly, I mean, none of those are repeat champions. None of them. And then we ran into this this section of time where Gargano and Ciampa got so hot that they just went, you know what, we can't not have those guys. And then Adam Cole came around, and he got in that mix. And we spent the better part of the next three years with pay-per-views always headlined by some combination of Ciampa, Gargano, and Cole. The way the way that I always looked at it is um, NXT was like college football, where you'd have these big stars, and then eventually they would get drafted, and you wouldn't see them anymore. And the issue that we ran into was, like, we stopped drafting them. So all of a sudden, you're like, okay, uh why is Josh Allen still here? Like, isn't he? We stopped drafting yeah. the stars. We started drafting. The right. Card. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, all of a sudden it's like, okay, well now you're getting, instead of just like, Oh, four year starters and they're gone. And the next guy, it's the next guy up. It's like, okay, well now we're getting into like eight year starters. And now all the backup fucking quarterbacks never got their chance to shine. So they weren't also, you know, brought up or anything of like that too. So, which was bought, which is why part of the reason that WWE, when they did their draft, switched to the whole randomizer mm-hmm. thing, because you had that one year where the GMs were doing picks, and you had at the time, I think, and and for like somebody drafted Carmella, mm-hmm. while fucking Bailey was still yeah. in NXT, and you're like, well, why the fuck would anyone with any logical sense draft Carmella when Bailey yeah. is still available? Mm-hmm. For sure. So they had they had to account for that by doing that randomizer. Right. Exactly. Shit. But yeah, that's that's the problem right now. Is like, I look, I like uh, Johnny Gargano, I like Adam Cole, yep. I like Tommaso Ciampa. They shouldn't be in NXT anymore. Who's the next great worker in NXT? Carmella Hayes. Possibly, huh. possibly, and that's sort of the mm-hmm. problem. How long has it been since we've had that next? I mean, maybe Kyle O'Reilly. I could make that case. But he's not exactly a spring chicken either. He's been around for quite a while. Pete Dunne, same thing. But, I mean, Karrion Cross has definitely done damage to that NXT title just because he's not. We sort of talked about the same thing with Loomis. Like, he's a main roster guy. He's not right. an NXT guy. He can't go in there and have the kind of matches for that title. Those epic encounters for the championship that you expect. Those Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor matches that yeah. we saw last year. Those guys pulled that shit off tremendously. Right. I mean, um,. Isaiah Swerve Scott is somebody that should be that that could potentially be higher up on the card and be and be kind of a focal point there. Um, Ridge Holland eventually, I think, could become that um, just by his appearance. But his I mean, his work rate is going to be a little different. But uh, yeah, um, 
but yeah, it's it's kind of covered with old guys. I mean, Odyssey Jones uh, is a guy that could be really Vince is supposedly very. I mean, he's he's a big fucking dude, but he's also really good, you know. So he's it's like yeah. he he could sort of be your next, you know, Keith Lee kind of big guy that you know just kind of runs and does something. Josh Briggs is a guy that they could eventually fucking turn into something big down there. Um, obviously the. Uh, uh, the big thing everyone's looking at is uh, Parker Barduro as being kind of the next big thing coming up there. Um, Steiner's kid, Bronson Reichsteiner, he's got a, got an interesting look to him, so he could be eventually. Uh, Julius Julius Creed is really good, but Notice, yeah. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because what I what I asked you was, who's the next great worker? Yeah. Who's the next Gargano? Who's the next guy that puts on those epic? Yeah. And maybe that's why we haven't seen that turnover. Maybe they just haven't gotten that guy in a sure. long, long time. And AEW has certainly not helped that because they've pulled from that same pool that NXT yeah. used to pull from. Those indie yeah. darlings. Yeah. Oh, I I forgot Austin Theory too. He's really good. Although although yeah, that's a good. Although Austin problem. Theory looks like he might already fucking be back on the main roster. So. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the other problem, too, is like he he's a super fucking young guy who's already showing skills that he shouldn't have yet. And like, nope. and who's got a see yeah. look to him, which Vince but, but it's like, oh, but he's already going to get fucking poached, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Santos Escobar, but he's again, he's older, you know. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then you look at the women. The women are a mess right now because. Io Shirai shouldn't be there anymore. <laughs> as much as I love her, she should be on the match. Yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feeling Raquel's being yeah. called up. Uh, Dakota had a dark yeah. match, um, and and because again, so much time for so long was centered around Charlotte and Raquel, not Raquel, Charlotte Bailey. and um, Rhea, and all these people that. Well, I'm oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. history like um, where you had Rhea and you had like. But because of that, we haven't developed any of these. We've got tons of talented women down there, you know, that they haven't done right. anything with. Yeah, if you're, and now Mandy Rose is back in the mix, and who knows what's going on with her? And it's like she doesn't belong down there. If you're not going to use her on the main roster, you probably should just get rid of her. Sorry to say, I, I'm not advocating for her release because I, I think there's more. But, no. but again, it's like if you're, yeah, if you're not going to use her, then let her go someplace else. Um, Saray isn't. I, I don't see Saray as like the future there. Zayo. No, like I, I think I mentioned on the show last week, Saray reminds me of early yeah. Kyrie Sane before she mm-hmm. turned heel, where it was just like smiling Japanese yeah. lady. Yuka Sakazaki is the AEW equivalent. Very much I am. Like talented mm-hmm. in the ring, nothing to attach right. to. Um, Frank and Monet I like, but she's n- not a high work rate kind of person. You know, she's a character. Which you know, main roster would be really good for her eventually, and when she figures out her character a little bit more. Uh, Gigi Dolan, Cora Jade, those are two people that they could eventually start building up. You know, Indy Hartwell, I think, is very untapped. I think I think Indy could eventually be. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> not after last week. Now she's definitely tapped. Uh, Jessica May is a fucking mess. Um, uh, yeah. Casey and Caden are what they are. You know, they're entertaining. But uh, I don't. I don't. I don't expect Frankie Monet is going to be down there very long. I think she's coming up with and going to be paired with Morrison. Probably. At some point in the not yeah. Too well, future. 
She's more of a main roster. Yeah. Too, and again, you know, with that last name. And she's already got the big face. To be yeah. Too, but, so. but but that last when they chose that when she chose that last name, I was like, it's an interesting choice for for it being an M. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where I feel like, yeah. yeah, I feel like that was uh, intentionally down the line where we know we're going there. No, she's going to get paired up with Johnny, and they're going to start referring to his face as the Monet maker. Something stupid like, like that, that, yeah. It's going to be a thing. Yeah, he's going to take out his drip stick and, you know, shove it into her, to her, her Monet, you know. <laughs> Anyways. All right, so you want to talk about Max? Uh, not really, but I guess we can. Um, yeah, so obviously we we discussed Max Caster with uh, um, his situation of his his dodgy reps, platinum, platinum Max Caster. Yeah. So people noticed right away that like, oh, AEW tweeted out that there's 18 matches for Dark, and now there's suddenly 17 matches for Dark, and it was because the match that the acclaimed had uh, got pulled. Now it got pulled because of all of this. Wait, I'm sorry. How many matches for Dark? 18. <laughs> that is now down to 17. On yes. one show? I thought they were going away. Apparently from not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so people are like, okay, so they pulled the Acclaims match. Now, not because there's a spot in there where they tried to Eiffel Tower Julia Hart, but because of the fact that all of the issues with that the Max Cash they got. Now, it was reported in one source that Max Caster was going to be put on ice for a little bit. It was reported in another source that he was being suspended for two months without pay and that he was going to go to sensitivity classes in the same, uh, which was the exact same thing that Sammy Guevara had. He got suspended for uh, 60 days and had to go to sensitivity training. So it'd be in line with that. Now, again, like I said, with the reporting is now you've instantly got some of the AW payroll guys are like, no, 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 that's not real. That's not real. That's not real. Nope, it's not real. And it's like, okay, so is he getting like any kind of punishment or is he not? And do I, uh, uh, I, I just want to state this out here. Do I like what he said? No. Um, it, it's, is it a joke you would have heard on this network? Probably. But where listened to only by a couple of people and we're not on fucking YouTube in, in front of, you know, a thousand people. So I, but the other thing too is like, do I believe that he said those lines to Tony Khan and got his approval of them? Yes. I believe that Tony either heard it beforehand or at some point in time between that and when it aired and was cool with it. And I think, and you know, and I think that's kind of the problem is it's like, to me, what if Julia Hart's vagina really does stink? And this was just their way of like pointing it you out. You know, to her. I don't know. I, I haven't met her, so I can't, I can't say for the, uh, uh, the cleanliness of her vagina. Um, that's what I'm saying. I don't know that it's that's not true. true. Yeah. Um, but like I said, for me, I feel like, that Max Caster is getting punished for uh, something that the company themselves signed off on. Okay. I am team Max Caster here, which is a position <laughs> I, I don't typically imagine myself being in, but I'm here. 
Because here's the thing, and, and the comparison you made and, and the comparison I've heard from other people is the whole Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. thing. Here's the problem with that comparison. Sammy Guevara said what he said on his own pod, mm-hmm. blog while he was not under contract yep. to AEW. What Max Caster did was on the AEW yep. show. And if you are going to thump your dicks for months and months about how we don't have writers and we give them freedom and they can say what they want. Well, you know what? If you take a guy with a sex addiction and you stick him in the strip club, whose fault is it when he hauls off and fucks somebody? You let the inmates run the asylum in AEW. You don't put any limitations on them. By your own admission, it's Ellis Island. They're free to do whatever Mm -hmm. they want. They don't get scripts. They don't get writers. Their promos are their own. So if you have no checks and balances in place, guess what the boys are going to do? They're going to push the envelope. These are guys who are on the indies. And the way you get noticed on the indies is you push Mm -hmm. the envelope. And you be controversial. And you do stuff that makes people remember your name. So that's what Max Caster did. It's not Max Caster's job to police Max Caster. That's his fucking employer's yeah. job. But his employer is too busy fucking jerking off to what Melter's about the next fucking award that Melter's going to give him to pay attention to what's going on in his goddamn show. So Caster gets in trouble. But rather than Tony Khan, who, oh, it's my fault I didn't edit it. Well, fuck you. First off, nobody believes you're fucking editing right. that shit. You were, you were dead on point when you said that last week. But second off, the problem was not the editing. The problem was the lack of yeah. policing of the shit that's going to be allowed to go over your airwaves on, under the, the the shield of your mm-hmm. logo. People talk all the time about Vince not giving people freedom. And I do think he needs to get a little bit off the scripted promos and stick with right. bullet points. I think that's a yeah, fair criticism. For sure. They are definitely over mm-hmm. scripted. But the thing in WWE is everything runs through yep. one guy. And you will never hear Vince McMahon pass the buck and say, oh, an editor didn't catch that. Or if something goes wrong in WWE, there's one person to blame. There's one person to look at because everything goes through that one person. And that one person has the cash to tell all the boys and girls back there, no, we're not fucking doing that. We're not putting that on TV. We're not having Nick Gage in a fucking death match, Chris Jericho. I don't care how fucking bad you want to be. Go fucking do that shit on, on a yeah. TV show somewhere. You're not putting it on. The, the thing that I will always remember in terms of AEW and passing the buck is that Cody Rhodes fired the pyro guy that he told to light pyro off when he had his dog in his hand. He fired a guy for doing the job he was told to do. And yep. Tony Khan sitting there being like, I'm going to take over editing. It's just like, well, if you really are, which I don't believe you are, if you really are, then you just fired another person. <laughs> you know, and it's like something along these lines, uh, like you said, it's like uh, for six days, this sat around on a computer somewhere, you know, and, and being ready to be uploaded and things like that. And like nobody took a second look at it. And I I work on the Indies. I have sat mm-hmm. in the back and I've listened to guys have conversations like, well, so. What if when you go to roll me up, you pull my thing down and my <laughs> dick falls out? Like, I've heard these conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's not because people want to show no. their dick. It's because they know that will get attention yeah. on them. 
And that's what gets the yep. money. So these guys are basically conditioned to do as much as they can to push that fucking envelope, which is why you can't leave them right. unchecked. Do you remember, uh, speaking of that, do you remember Rosa Mendez? Remember when uh, her ass cheeks got exposed? She said that piece of shit Mark Rana, the first thing he did was say, did you do that on purpose? Did you do that on purpose to get noticed? That's, yeah, yeah exactly like you said. It's like, oh, yeah, because, yeah, I'm sure that Max Caster. That's why they get fined yeah. for hip slips. That's why they get fined for, for bleeding, for cutting mm-hmm. themselves when they're yeah, not. Because they do these things to get right. attention. For example, I guarantee you, Britt Baker is not half the star Britt Baker mm-hmm. is right now if she doesn't bleed all over that match right. with Thunder Rosa. That got her all yeah. the attention. And it's not even because the match was good. It's because you never see a woman's match with that level right. of blood in it. And, folks, I guarantee you, you want to see something? Go back and watch the Young Bucks versus Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae at PWG. Because she bled like – I was surprised she mm-hmm. didn't pass out. There was so much blood yep. in that match. So this is the shit that the Bucks came up with yep. on the indies. So it's the shit that they do in their promotion. And I get that. It draws mm-hmm. attention. It's the same thing that got ECW on the map. Sadly, it's the same thing that got Becky Lynch on the map. Was, exactly. Yeah. Very true. I was. I was. Uh, I noticed that we didn't get any any T-shirts with Nia Jax's bleeding face on it. Or uh, or when Beth Phoenix blasted the back of her skull open in that fucking Royal Rumble match. Yeah. That's because they're like, yeah, I didn't intend to do this. I don't. I don't like this. You know, they didn't want to do that. Um, but the, but to your point, the reason why they have fines for mm-hmm. hip slips is not because Vince wants to find the women who are embarrassed because their titties just no. fell out on the air. It's because all too often that shit has happened in the past as a way of drawing yep. attention to yeah. themselves. Look, there are certain women, Jackie, Miss Jacqueline, her famous thing, you know, where her top fell off and mm-hmm. her titties were out, was done because she, yep. she wanted attention. Yeah. That was done on purpose. The, the famous moment with, uh, what was it, uh, Sable and, and um, Stephanie yep. McMahon on SmackDown when Stephanie ripped her top off. And oops, yeah. her titties were on national yeah. television. Uh, Miss Kitty. Was, yeah, Miss Kitty as well. And that was, the, uh, they, they actually have admitted now that, like, those weren't supposed to be out. They were supposed to be, uh, the, they, they were supposed to cover them quickly with a towel. But she dodged out of the way a little bit and made sure she got them on TV. And if that had never happened, would we remember Miss Kitty at all? Other than the fact that, like, it was clearly Jerry Lawler trying to to have his cake and eat it too with his pedophilia, no, we wouldn't have remembered her. (laughs) But that's my point. Like, so many of these things happen because they want to Mm -hmm. draw attention to to that kind of stuff. And that's what Max Caster Mm -hmm. did. And I don't blame Max Caster for that. You hire indie workers... They have they think like right. indie workers. That's why you need a system of checks and balances, which they have thumbed their nose at to the delight of the stands for a long time. And now when it bites them in the ass, you can't then go and blame the talent. You gotta... Should he have said it? No. Should he have been smarter enough and more self-aware to not put that yeah. out there? Absolutely. Yep. 
but you know what you're getting when you get yeah. an axe cap. Let's not forget uh, that Goldust, now Dustin Rhodes, once wanted to get big fake titties as part of his character and was told no. Yeah. And thankfully he was told no. Because, and it's yeah. like, and think about all the shit. So he decided to just yes. throw them naturally. Think about all um, the shit that we don't hear about that got, that got pitched to Vince and he had to sit there and be like, no, <laughs> we're not going to do that shit. You know? Like, and by the way, for everybody that shits on Vince all the time, uh, did you did you see the story about Peyton Royce this past week? Uh, which one? The one where she said that she intentionally split up the heck addicts? Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck did Vince do dumbest fucking thing? Vince split up the iconics, <laughs> fucking ruined Peyton Royce. Vince is a fucking idiot. So whose idea was it to split up the yeah. iconics? Right? Well, see, and that's kind of the problem is um, because of the. Fi- and hats off to her for acknowledging that, because she could have ridden yep. the wave of Vince ruined my career by breaking up mm-hmm. the Iconics. Because that's the other thing. And this is what makes it super easy for all these people to go and take all these shots at Vince. Vince is never going to come out and no. address any of no. And that's the, that's a... All these people, if you say anything about these talents, they are so rabid-eared mm-hmm. that they're going to go on their social media. I mean, we saw... Look, again, I've said on the show, I like the guy. We saw last just last week the complete meltdown on Twitter that yep. Mike Bennett had because him and Maria are so rabid-eared to anything anybody says about mm-hmm. them online that they start getting into it, and they can't right. help themselves. And I understand it. When you feel like people are attacking you or your wife, you're going to instantly fly into defense mode. I understand that. Um, but Vince is never, ever, no. ever going to do that. Hey, whoa. Not after the was the fucking Bob Costas yeah. interview. That's the last time he yeah. ever did that. And he saw how he looked, and he never won, He never did it again. And he's never going uh, to do it. So these people know that, and they know they can get away with saying whatever the fuck they want to mm-hmm. say about him. Yeah, and, and I've said this before, is that WWE is never going to respond because it's not worth it. Because they know if they were to respond and tell the truth, people wouldn't believe him anyways. So why? what's the point, you know? Go ahead and just let that lie sit out there. It's not going to hurt them. And you get a lot of people who love to do the knowing Vince. But it's like, yeah, there's a ton of people out there who have turned around and said, hey, you know, I'm not saying that Vince hasn't turned around and been like, fuck Tucker, let's break that group up because I see something at Otis. For sure he has. But there's an equal number of times that guys have come to him and been like, you know what, I could do a singles run. Or, hey, I'd like to do this instead. And he's, he's let them run with that, you know. He gets he gets way too much... You got the famous Bob Holly story. Which what's that? You ever heard the famous Bob Holly story? I've heard story? a lot of Bob Holly stories. Well, go ahead though. Which one? Okay, so the famous Bob Holly story is that apparently Bob Holly they had nothing for him, week in, week out. So finally he gets pissed that he shows up at TV. He said, like, Well well god damn, why am I not on TV? And I guess I didn't, I think it was Vince, maybe it was Pritchard, I don't know. Said to him, Well, look, creative doesn't really have anything for you. He's like, Well, what do you mean? Well, why don't you go in and work with them on something? Come mm-hmm. up with a plan. So he's like, I guess he stormed into the writer's room and said something effective. Well, why the hell can't you guys find something for me to do on TV? And they're like, well, okay. Uh, do you have any thought? Like, what do you think we should do mm-hmm. with you on TV? And fucking crickets. And he stares at them and says nothing. And then goes, why don't you just put the damn belt <laughs> on me? Yep. And that's what they're dealing yeah. with. That's the shit. Like, if you put these, these guys will sit here and they'll say to you, oh, blah, blah, blah. They didn't have a story for me and they didn't use me and they didn't do this. And it's like, okay, well, what was your story for you? And then you hear it. And most of the time, those options sucked. 
You were talking about with Chelsea Green earlier. Those were her ideas. Yeah. They sucked. That's why. Well, I like. Um, it's not because they hate no. Chelsea Green. Because here's the other thing, people, ladies and gentlemen. Vince McMahon doesn't give a shit who mm-hmm. makes him money. He likes yep. the money. He wants to make more money. If Aleister Black made Vince McMahon a fuck ton of money, guess what? Aleister Black would be at the top of the card. Roman Reigns makes Vince McMahon money. He sells action figures. He sells T-shirts. He sells he sells pay-per-views. Yeah. People people boo the shit out of him when he comes to the arena. He gets the loudest reactions yeah. all the time. And you could sit there and say, well, people boo the shit out of him as a face. That's great. He yeah. got a reaction. Speaking speaking of when when you talk about it, you know, you, you sit there and you hear like Kevin Owens be like, yeah. I, I've talked to them a couple of times. I've pitched them some things. And, like, you look at where he is in the card. And then you hear, like, Aleister Black be like, I didn't feel like I needed to talk to him at all. It's like, well, then what's your fucking excuse, dude? <laughs> you know? Like, and, and you look at Arya Davari, who's who's come out now and been like, um, he, I was talking with the writers, and there would be a couple of things where they turned around, and, and he could tell, like, they didn't want to go to Vince because they didn't know they, they didn't feel strong enough about it and he just turned around and went to vince and be like hey uh would it be cool if i if my entrance now had me coming in in a car and he said i love it let's do it and they did it it's like yeah because you need to actually fucking take your career by the balls sometimes and you need to actually put forth some effort into it you can't just sit there and then blame fucking creative or blame WWE for not having anything for you if you're not offering anything in return, you know? That's why Daniel Bryan was constantly in good storylines, because the motherfucker would go there and be like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, you know? And he would actually fucking tell you, like, he'd give you good ideas on things, because he's got a good mind for this stuff, you know? Do you know why Triple H was always a focal point? Besides being, <laughs> obviously, married mm-hmm. to who he's married to. But he used to go to all the fucking yep. creative meetings and sit in there, and he learned that from Kevin yeah. Nash. Kevin Nash used to tell him to do that because he did that in mm-hmm. WCW. You 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 get to put your own shit in the ears of the yep. writers, and you get to you get to present your case and you get to learn what the writers yep. think and how they yeah. approach things, and that helps you come up with ideas yep. for yourself. And what what are we hearing right now with uh, Nikki Ass? She came. It was her idea. Yeah. She presented it. Vince loved it, and now she's champion. Right. So yeah. It's it just yeah. New Day, New Day says they do that shit all the mm-hmm. time. They go to Vince with ideas all the time for yep. new merch, for new entrances, for all sorts of shit. <laughs> There's a reason they've been on top. Of the yeah, and again with that, there have been a couple of times that they've admitted to like, yeah, we went to him with this, and he was like, we're not fucking doing that. And then in turn, I was like, yeah, you were probably right on not not letting us do that shit. <laughs> you know? What was the WrestleMania entrance they wanted to like ride in from the ceiling on unicorns or something? I think it was that. I think there was also one where they wanted to have a gig. And then they settled on the giant, like, box of booty. Which I think they also tried to pitch coming out of an ass. I think it was one of the things that they were going to, they were going to come out of a giant butt. And it's just like, yeah, I can see why he's like, no, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, look, that's funny. No, we're not, we're not having a giant inflatable ass that you can come out of, (laughs) you can get shat out of. Like, no, I think we're good. So yeah, I mean, but there's a there's a shit ton of things that we can say that Vince doesn't. Do Do you think that Do you think that Vince McMahon says, "Hey, Etor, here's what I want you to do. 
I want you to take the briefcase. I want you to sit on the thing, hump the no. top turnbuckle while you erotically lick no. the briefcase. No, he doesn't fucking right. tell him that. Biggie does that shit on his own, and then Vince goes, oh, that's "Right, fucking funny, pal." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we've seen the the guys that are the really good creative minds come up with things like fucking Kevin Owens continues to film. Sami Zayn continues to come up with things like the. The fucking dancing that Sami Zayn has started doing some of his things, it's just like, yeah, he's not being told to do that. He's going out there, he's just fucking doing it, and it's getting over, you know? I mean, of course, you've got the famous John Cena story where he was about to be yep. released, and then he said, well, fuck it, I'm going to go all in and try this rap thing, and I'm not even going to ask nope. permission, I'm just going to go out yeah. and do it. And uh, Riddle has started to do some of that, too. Uh, obviously, the, the famous uh, thing where the... With Oscar. with Oscar, where he just rode off, Randy Orton fucking texted him and was like, "I don't even want to know if that was okay. intentional or not, but that was the greatest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> and then immediately asked to be put yep. into an angle with. Amazingly, Matt yeah, yeah, because sometimes you gotta take yeah. those chances, you know. I mean, give a, give fucking Baron Corbin credit for making people care about him right now, but nobody has given a shit about him in fucking years, and this. Who has who is who has developed a more visceral hatred from the WWE universe right? than Baron Corbin? And he's a, he's actually a decent dude, but yes, he has. And people say mm-hmm. this all the time, like, well, they always push they push Baron Corbin, everybody fucking hates him. That's why they push him because everybody. We've hates we've him. talked about this before. Yeah, it's the same same. The people who you are indifferent mm-hmm. to will be yeah. fired. Nobody's nobody's sitting there caring that Tony Nese no, got released. Sadly, no. because Tony Nese meant nothing to right. the WWE universe. They had no feelings on him yeah. one way or the other. And it, you know, they, yes, they keep releasing two or five live guys. It's like yes, because you motherfuckers aren't watching it, because you're not watching the show. But you get pissed off when they get rid of them. Years ago, when uh, do you remember a few years ago when Conan O'Brien took over yeah. the Tonight Show? And everybody got, and then like two weeks into it, they they kicked him off the show. They gave it back to Jay Leno and yep. fired Conan. And everybody lost their fucking yep. shit. To which my response was always, if you motherfuckers cared so much about Conan yep. O'Brien, you would have watched the fucking show when he was on it, and he never would have exactly. gotten kicked off. The reason he got kicked off is because ratings sucked so bad when he yep. was on that show. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, and that's why people getting pissed off that they keep firing all the people from 205 Live. It's like, motherfucker, I watch the show, but you clearly don't. <laughs> like, like right. people probably didn't even know who the, who the fuck Asher Hale was. <laughs> you know? Right. But they're mad because you got fired. Uh, KT on the side by the same way says, uh, John's hitting the new Corbin direction at the moment. That's true, he is. <laughs> but we'll we'll bring him around. John, John pretty much hates everything. <laughs> Which I don't blame him for. I mean, John... John's go-to line at this point is, it's just fucking yeah. not for me. I don't get it. Like, that is, that is like his gimmick on the run. Oh, I feel for him because Miz is getting back in the ring again soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's come remarkably quick recovery from that. Which again, so are we going to get anybody being like, by the way, he didn't have a torn ACL like we originally reported? No. No. They're just let that go by. Because clearly he did not have a torn ACL. There's no fucking way that he would have recovered that quickly from a torn ACL. Did he have maybe a partial tear? Probably. You know? Sprain, something, yeah. But how quickly he has come back. And the fact that he was even, that he never even left, tells you that, like, it clearly wasn't as bad as we thought it was. And, 
I kind of had a little inkling when they did like him flying down the ramp. I was like, that's a big risk to take yeah. for somebody who's injured. Because if he doesn't right. stop before the ring, he's slamming that leg into the ring. You know, right. it's like I was like, oh, you know, I mean, sure, he's hurt. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. Do you have uh, anything else that you want to go through? I know that was a uh, kind um, of a no, not a whole lot. Um, let me say, I love the fact that apparently now the story is coming out that the reason that WWE released Ric Flair is because he wanted to wrestle and they don't want him to wrestle yes. anymore. So who's who's side on in that one? Really? You you really want to be on? You really want to be on the Ric Flair should wrestle some more side? This guy, this Look. he just went through a bunch of serious health issues where he looked like he was dead, and is just now starting to get like back, you know. But I I saw I saw a picture of him like with fucking like his big guns and stuff like that. And it's just like yeah, he's clearly trying to be get back in a ring, and it's like they don't want him back in a ring this motherfucker had a heart attack in the middle of a ring and like yeah i can imagine that there that that was the big that clearly was the biggest sticking point right was the fact that like he wanted one last run and they were they said no so now so now he's gonna go probably to AEW, and they're gonna do some kind of match probably a cinematic match because i can't imagine they would actually put him into a normal match and then he'll be He'll still be under contract with them, kicking around, even though his, it's just like he's just going to be another fucking Sting. Like you know, Sting hasn't actually wrestled a match on TV. He has had two, uh, not one. one. No, he, he hasn't. One. No, Which, he had one. Yeah, he does. He, he like a six-man tag or something, I think, or a tag team match or something, because they made a big fucking deal out of it. Well, it was just, it was still a cinematic one. No, that was the one at the pay-per-view. But he did one on TV. Pretty I sure. I, I was looking at cage match today. He only has two matches. The the tag match on the pay per view and and the normal one. Sting. Well, it said the, the tag match on the pay per view wasn't cinematic. The one with the men of the year. You didn't think that that was cinematic? No, it was in front of a live crowd. Darby Allen and Sting defeat Team Taz at Revolution. Darby Allen and Sting defeat Ethan. That one was Darby. Allen. Oh, okay. Darby Allen and Ethan Page are, uh, and Scorpio Sky. That's true. That 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 was the match where yeah he was on the outside most of it. But that was that was again that was double or nothing. So yeah, he hasn't actually been on uh, any. He hasn't actually wrestled a Dynamite episode. Is what I'm saying. No, but he took a power he, on Dynamite. He did, and I'm sure that he probably couldn't move for the next three days after that. <laughs> but. I, I can see that being the same kind of situation where they'll fucking bring him in for the pop and because of the fact that we love our ex-WCW guys and he'll do one or two matches and sit around and fucking take time away from younger guys. So. But yeah, I would have released him too. I'd have been like, no fucking way, dude. You're not you're not wrestling with us anymore. You're 67 or whatever you are. Like, there's a reason why why Hulk Hogan, if he turned around and said, I want to wrestle, they'd be like, well, I guess you're out of your contract too, buddy. <laughs> Because he ain't getting back in that fucking ring, even though we know he wants to. Yeah. Because you know he's just like, which black guy can I beat? (laughs) But I also also wouldn't have the Hollywood hunk wrestling either. So, you know. Yes. And that's a much younger age. Yes. And it's not as good. He does look good. He does. You know, as long as it comes from a white shaft, though, I'm sure. (laughs) 
Yes, I'm sure. Going full hogan at it. I don't know. I don't have a problem with him, just as long as I was dating my daughter. <laughs> All right. All right. I think that's going to do it for us here. So uh, you finally get to to bid farewell to your show you haven't been able to in a while. Yeah. So I guess that means I, do I need to, that tagline doesn't really make sense anymore with the new format because we're not talking about the shows individually anymore. I got to come up with something new. I guess. In fact, I think we might need to change the name of this show to like rundown weekly or something because we're not exclusively I mean, we spent very little time actually this week True. talking about wwe it's called right <laughs> wrestling rundown will work wwe gets like us that. the views though by uh, putting that in there yeah maybe a rundown wrestling podcast maybe. who knows some <laughs> shit like that might work. who knows anyway so i guess that means we will smack your ass raw next bye bye See what, see what harm you can do. Hey, yo, dancing, no, no, chance still dancing, no. take what's mine, it's just too frail. You can't beat me, you ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me, you ain't got no chance in hell. Dancing, no, no, chance still dancing, no. take what's mine, it's just too frail. You can't beat me, you ain't got no chance in hell. You can't see me, you ain't got no chance in hell. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesalzer effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>